0: Chicago's NFL Game Day with Fred Hubner and Steve Mongo McMichael on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com
1: He's a good one right out of the backfield in the passway. He picks up the foot instead. To the end
2: zone. And by four! going to have to throw another one probably to get uh, He's going to have to throw one here today to probably win this football game, I think. Second and ten. Turn around. Punch. Touchdown! Tariq to Cohen! Well, that's
0: two for Daniel today. Here comes Stafford. <that's>
2: and he's picked off. And it's going the distance. Eddie Jackson, for the fifth time in his young career, has a touchdown.
3: Yeah, I know. I wanted to come in here and dominate, but. One thing that I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed and grateful for is a team and the place I end up landing. You know, I wouldn't want to be anywhere, you know, than here. You know, with the type of guys and teammates I got, because I feel like, you know, being on the same team with them makes me better and have make me step my game up.
0: Chicago's NFL Game Day with Fred Hubner and Steve Mongo McMichael on ESPN One Thousand and ESPNChicago.com.
4: Oh, Welcome on in, Fred Hubner, Steve Bongo, McMichael. We're here getting you ready for the Bears and the New York Giants at MetLife Stadium. I'm watching video right now. It's a little rainy, a little wet at uh, MetLife Stadium. Thank goodness they have AstroTurf. We'll see how that plays out t- today. Uh, Bears well, what do you looking... mean, Fred? You mean
5: Soldier Field wouldn't have been the place to play
4: today? no. no. Be a little slippery, a little muddy. Now, there's a comment
5: about that stadium over there, isn't it? Yeah. God little, help us. little
4: muddy. You know, There, there is arti- good artificial turf. Patriots have it. The Giants have it. You know, there's... The Bears don't have no, it. No, the Bears don't have it. The Bears don't have a roof. <laughs> no. There's a lot of things. Bears go got a lot of things. But what the Bears do have is five straight wins. They got an eight and three record. They're on top of the division, and uh, they're a four and a half point uh, favorite going into the game today. Some people think it probably should be a more than that. Chicago's NFL game day. You want to jump in three one two three three two three seven seven six. Uh, the Bears. Are a team that uh, they were they were hoping they'd get Mitchell Trubisky back, and it doesn't look like that's going to happen today.
5: Told you last week that shoulders that swelling in there, like those any joint you get that gets a pounding on it, and it's going to swell up, and they drain knees after you know a week right. later. That's why they have to because the swelling don't go away that fast. And mm-hmm. they got him on anti inflammatories, and he's going to have heartburn every day. Happen to me, yeah, but. When you get swelling in something that they don't stick a needle in and drain, it's going to be a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, this is a lack of mobility. Right. It's what they're, what this is. It's not, you know, injury.
4: Yeah. Well, they, and from what we heard, they didn't let him throw the ball at all until Friday. He didn't do any throwing. The more you manipulate it, the more you irritate it, the more swelling stays. Yeah, So, um, it will be Chase Daniel likely. They will have the announcement around 1030 when the inactives come down, but, uh, a couple other players that were listed as uh, you know questionable, maybe even doubtful during the course it's of the week. Questionable. What does that mean? It means I mean, it's, it's a 50% chance well, of going
5: Well, they could do that with their mentality, not just injury. Questionable. Yeah. yeah. Some
4: of them. Some of them
0: are highly questionable. Highly questionable. Yeah.
4: There's no doubt about that. But it, it, people got a little worried in the middle of the week this week when it came down that uh, Akeem Hicks... Was uh, a guy that was uh, dealing with an Achilles problem. Wow! Well, you know? I would
5: have thought he had pulled a uh, what did they call it? Soft tissue. <laughs> he's got that all over it. He got to admit though, he's been playing really well. I'm telling you.
4: Yeah, he's been but playing really well Fred, late.
5: I know. I know he's played good all year when you know when he's not gassed out. Right. But man, when you play in the big games and you gas out and you're not on the field, you cost your team. Yeah. I'm. I'm not bitching yeah. at him because. He's not a good player. I'm bitching at him because he could be great. Better. Yeah, Great. And you know, that's what irritated Ditka about guys. When you'd see him on the sideline berating somebody, you're not living up to your potential, buddy. Uh-huh. Why? Yeah. You professional athletes is getting paid millions, and you come into the season and you're fat and out of shape. Shame on you. Shame on you.
4: Yeah. I yeah. mean, what an, what a great example for kids, huh? Well, your only job is to be in shape, really. I mean, your only job coming in is Hello? to be in shape, and that's why in baseball this this happens a lot in baseball where a guy says, "I'm in the best shape of my playing career." Well, why aren't you like that every year? Yeah, <laughs> and that, it never no. made
5: sense to me. Uh, the more you play, the more in shape. The more you should do for that arrow to be going up. Yeah, not sideways or down. Right.
4: Because in, you know what Willie May said? Don't look back. They're catching up, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they de- definitely are. Uh, you look at it. The injury report has Akeem Hicks and Bilal Nichols both listed as questionable at the defensive tackle. Two guys didn't make the trip. Uh, Sherrick McManus and Benny Cunningham, two of their special teamers, did not make the trip to New York. Um, mm. So the, the special teams, uh, you know, Cunningham's the guy that returns some kicks. Well, we're just... We're just adept at doom, despair, and agony on
5: me about all oh, lookout bears. You know what bothered me last week? They got in the locker room after that game and partied like it was the Super Bowl. You know
4: what happens the next week? Well, that's what they do all the time now, though. That's the whole thing. They took the Joe Madden celebrate with the disco. They got the traveling disco ball that goes around all, and everything else.
5: All I can remember is that 84 playoff game. We went to RFK Stadium. And whipped the Hogs and John Riggins. Yeah, I mean we beat them down. Uh, we got in the locker room and it was a a Donnie Brook just like I heard about this locker room. Everybody dancing, woo woo, jumping yeah. around like we just won the Super Bowl. What happened to next week? The 49ers handed us our butt.
4: Yeah, well you know. Look out! But see that nowadays they celebrate each and every win. That's the way they do it nowadays. They and celebrate. wonder and no wonder why you're coming to the game flat. Yeah. Whether you win it or not. Well, see, and this is a game. This is a game that I think um, I'm hoping Bears fans and the Bears don't take this lightly because Saquon Barkley can run the ball and Odell Beckham can catch the ball and beat his well, uh, his defenders, and um, you know Eli Manning can find guys if they get if he gets any yeah. time.
5: That's why I'm palpitating over here that uh, our tackle Muffin Top ain't going to play, brother. Well, they think they rearranged
4: it. They they need him to stop that run. Yeah, they rearranged it. Uh, At one point on Friday, it came out that he didn't practice or participate. And then like 10 minutes later, they said, no, no, he did participate in practice. So now they're thinking he will. We'll talk with Jeff Dickerson, bottom of the hour, 930. He's at MetLife Stadium getting ready for the Bears. And the Giants, you remember, a? I think it was a Monday or a Thursday night, it was a night game a couple of weeks ago when the Bears went there with Cutler and they, the Giants sacked him 11 times yeah. in the first half. <laughs> first half. He,
5: hey, you know, I
4: never saw anything his, like that in my life. His
5: little alarm clock started going off too early every
4: game after that for the rest of his career. Do you yeah. know that, Fred? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh. After you get a beating like that, that sticks with you. Oh, well, i was like surprised I said, he came out
5: in the second half. Like I said, that clock was going off a second faster for the rest of well, for the rest of his life. Yeah. I'm guaranteeing he still look, got his head on a swivel because
2: yeah,
4: I remember that. They pummeled him. That sure, it was boy. it was oh, it was vicious. Uh, they the Giants' defense not the same as it was back then. The Giants came in with a three and eight record. Uh, the Bears they've won and covered the spread in each of their last five games. They have won five in a row. They're eight and three, and um, they covered there, Vegas no like. No, no, (laughs) Vegas don't like that they always cover. Oh, Um, no. But, you know, you had the Thanksgiving Day game. You had nine days. Well, first, you have the Thanksgiving Day game, and that wraps up three division games in 12 days. Then they give you nine days off. I don't know if you remember what happened at, after the bye this week or this year, but the Bears had just got done beating Tampa, forty-eight to ten, I think the final was.
5: Considering this is, was a mini buy, right? Being off this weekend. yeah,
4: nine days off, and then what happened? The Bears went down to Miami and, and lose to the Dolphins, 31-28. Well, so hopefully they're a little more prepared for this than they were in that game against well, Miami.
5: They laid an egg in that heat down there, fried it for them. Is yep. what happened. Yep. You. Know, I'm not saying. Anything other than... You know, when you ain't in shape and you go to play in some heat like that, yeah. you're going down. You're going to gas.
4: Well, and you would think with your buy, you know, you came off your buy, you'd be in good shape and ever re- ready to go. And we, we had thought about, you look at uh, Andy Reid, and Andy Reid's teams uh, are really, really good off the buy. We go, well, you know, Matt Nagy and Andy Reid, uh, disciple, and Andy Reid, uh, assistant coach, hopefully the Bears will come off the buy and, and get a victory, and that didn't happen. I, I want to say something
5: about Ken, the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid. What has he won? Yeah, I think he won once, right? I know he got in the yeah. Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb. And yeah. McNabb was so out of shape, he was throwing up before the game was over. No Terrell Owens. <laughs> what did he say about that? You ain't in shape. Yeah. And, you, and you're gassing out in the Super Bowl? All right. But like I said, oh, Andy Reid Co- coaching tree. I know. He ain't won no Super Bowl. I know. Well,
4: it's not easy winning the Super Bowl. Well... If you're an offensive genius, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh no, I, I understand. All right. But so, we'll, but we'll see. I mean, because this is a this is a you know some people call it it could be a trap game because the Bears and a lot of people looking forward to that game against the Rams next week well, next Sunday night. What
5: a great statement to say about your team. This could be a trap game for us. That means you're good. Yeah. It you is. Understand? Right, Well, How many times have we said that in the last four years of this show? We haven't. I think it might be the first well, time we've ever mentioned it. It's flipped. The
4: Bears were the, the <laughs> team that was your trap game. Yeah, you understand. I had to look it up. I had to make sure I knew what it meant yeah. because because we haven't talked about a trap game. But you know the 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 Rams are in Detroit today playing the Lions. And uh, that looks like an easy victory for them. While the Bears go to New York, then next Sunday night, down along the lakefront, both teams meet. And uh, that's a big game now after you saw the Saints lose in the middle of the week. And if you don't, if you know, this this whole thing about any team can win any given Sunday, I don't know anybody that picked the Cowboys to beat the Saints the other day.
5: Not 13 to 10. No, no, not at all. That was some good defense. That was like days of yore there. Yeah, you know what? Because you know that 54 targeted Kamara's head on that sideline, and they didn't flag it. Man, is he good, isn't he? That 54?
4: Yeah. He'd come for you. He can move between him and him and Vandenbosch, the, uh, right. the other rookie, those two guys yeah. in the middle. But did you see Kamara? After that hit to the head, he was on
5: all fours, and when he finally got up, he was on the sideline smelling salt. Yeah, I couldn't so believe they didn't call it. That was an
4: undiagnosed concussion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that surprised me. But they they could play some defense, and they did, and they showed Drew Brees and uh, the Saints, and uh, so they'll be licking their wounds. But uh, that was that was good for the Bears seeing the Saints lose because yeah. there's always a chance now that if the Bears you know play well and win out, they could possibly uh, get home field advantage, get a bye yeah. in the uh, in the first round I, of the playoffs. I
5: hope Fan Joe watched that game because you know what the Dallas Cowboys defensive front has done all year. They run line stunts and slant. They ain't mm. never gonna run into somebody and think they're gonna get a pass rush. Yeah,
4: they've been line stunting with um, and and bringing Leonard Floyd around lately. Help him do something because on his
5: own he can't. <laughs> Good lord,
4: my god. Well, I mean, you know, he's 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 not a big guy. He's he's got speed and not much else. He's a tweener. Yeah, John Theory. He's tall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's tall, he's quick, but him just going up <laughs> against the defensive end or an offensive yeah. tackle is going to be tough. And, and the way Theory played, did that give everybody a chill it when did I me. said that? <laughs> it it, it <laughs> did me. Let's grab a call real quick before we get further into the show. Let's go to Rolling Meadows and John, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, John, what's going Jim on? to me, baby.
6: Hey, guys, thanks for taking the call. First, two things real quick, and I'll let you go. The Bears... Cannot be one-dimensional today. They've got to get that running game going. They've got to, because the conditions call for it today. You cannot pass the ball, you know, 35 times and beat this Giants team. They'll put their ears back and go after you. Number two, Barkley comes out of that backfield. He's got over 500 yards receiving yards this year also. So he's a dual threat. So the Bears are going to have to get their ass together with their running game. If they're if they're a one dimensional team today, look out. Something bad could happen today. Yeah, yeah. You know
4: what? And we appreciate the call, John. I I feel the same way. And and Matt Nagy t- kind of downplayed it during the week. Yeah about uh you know people wondering you know where's the running game of that and he said listen if we feel we need to run the ball more we'll run the ball more if we don't then we won't and we'll throw the ball and throw I, short passes
5: and things I like that I can't believe he let Chase Daniel stole the ball as
4: much as he did that. Yeah 27 game. to 37 Wow yeah. 37 times Yep Well you know what he knows the offense as well probably as well as Matt Nagy Better. does yeah. Well, I thought you was going to say the, the, Trubisky. You know, he knows I know it, he knows more than Trubisky. Yeah, but. he knows it better, definitely yeah. better than Trubisky. But he knows he's been under Nagy for four years, so he knows this offense. I liked that he called out his offensive line. There was one time where there was a blitz, one of the four sacks, and he said, "We need to work better." he goes, "The offensive line should have should have got that. I shouldn't have been sacked that time." He goes, "We need better communication between well, me and the O line."
5: Well, better communication. You know, he's, you, before the snap, they stand there and call out. The strength and who they thinks blitzing. In other words, the line. Who should you block? Yeah. East West
4: blocking or man on man? They didn't hear him
5: yeah. or get it.
4: They missed it and yeah. uh, he got sacked. It was. It was. I thought it was nice to hear a guy actually saying, "I need." Mean, but because think about it, all he had was walkthroughs. He didn't have any practice. He didn't have any timing. Them throwing the right. guys and, and throwing to the starting receivers. Yeah none at all and going into that that's probably why you saw his touchdown i mean he just overthrew uh tariq cohen down the right side where if cohen was an inch taller he would have caught that ball well throwing to Tariq in practice and you know
5: you hero worship your teammates you know you brag on them how fast they are right well there's timing and rhythm in that and he thought he was a little faster. Yes, he did. Yeah,
4: thought he was just a hair faster yeah. than uh, than he thought. Uh, the, uh, Matt Nagy, of course, you weren't expecting a whole lot more throughout the course of the week, but he this was one of the updates he gave on Mitchell Trubisky and his condition this
7: week. So he's going to do exactly what he did yesterday. Um, nothing's going to change. He'll be limited.
6: What, what is, he is he throwing?
7: Is he throwing now? Type
4: fast.
6: Type Whoa, fast. Listen to
4: Did he
8: throw. No, <laughs> ah. yeah. Break the silence.
2: Do it. Yeah. back.
8: Yep.
7: Yep.
2: Would
7: that be extraordinary The actually type. Yep. Yeah. Extraordinary. Uh, it, it would. You know, for uh, I'll go back to what I said yesterday. For for us, we feel like timing-wise, with the guys, with where he's at, he's he's good there mentally. Just staying in the playbook, he's good there. It's just the fact that he's that he's not throwing. Uh, You know what you guys saw yesterday was what he did. There was nothing else. So um, that was what you saw is what you got, and similar today.
4: Yeah, he, like any coach, he's finally learning that you don't you don't give a whole lot of information <laughs> out. No, now, though, or, that's uh, what that means questionable. Yeah, up until this up until this week, pretty much, you ask Matt Nagy a question, you got a really straightforward answer. When it comes to dealing with injuries and asking, you're not going to get a straightforward no. answer. It's not coming. But he did ask somebody yeah. did ask him during the course of the week. They said, "Does having does the fact that you, the Bears have Chase Daniel as a backup impact the decision?" To take your time with Mitch,
7: not necessarily, no. Um, but it is—it it helps to have that. So that—that—that that, that decision isn't made because of that. Um, what we're going to do what's what's best for, for Mitch. We're going to do what's best for us. And then once we know where that's at, then we'll be able to, to judge that and then uh, you know get them, get them both ready, both prepared mentally and then physically as well.
4: Yeah, and uh, so obviously if Mitchell Trubisky was ready, he'd be out there playing because that, he's their quarterback. That's reporter
5: speak right there, brother, when he says we're going to do what's best for Mitchell Trubisky, my eye. <laughs> They're gonna do what's best for the Bears and the the organization first. Mm-hmm. You're a jock strap to be used,
2: Freddie. Well, that's usually how it works. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. The players are there to
5: make so sure they get care we're gonna do is best for Mr. Trubisky. My butt.
4: Here's what uh, Trubisky had to say on Thursday about how the way how he was feeling.
7: I'm feeling good. I'm getting closer and closer every day. So just going through this process, uh, trusting the plan that they got in place for me, and just. Uh, Uh, trying to get better every day. So I feel good. What What are the biggest restrictions you've had? I'm sorry? What are the biggest restrictions you've had? Is it kind of... Youth? (laughs) Yeah, I can't get into specifics uh, just because that's the advice I've been given, but I'm feeling good. Uh I'm getting closer every every single day, and uh, I'm just trying to get ready to get back as soon as possible, and uh, when that decision is uh, made by the people above uh, and the trainers and docs and everything, then I'll be ready to go. So, But I'm feeling good, and that's the important thing, and uh, I'm just excited for where this football team's at. Do
9: you feel like you could throw right
7: now? Uh, I, I feel good. <laughs> I feel good. Uh, I'm definitely not worried about it, um, and the good news is it's not uh, something that's going to prevent me in the long term. So we're just making sure it's right 110% and uh, that when, when I can come back I'll be
9: um, what this offense and what, what this team needs me to be. So you do feel like you're getting better, like versus like a week ago. Definitely, definitely.
5: Ask him the right question, you morons. <laughs> Look, I'm going to ask him. What lesson did you learn from this? Yeah. Maybe uh guys five yards away, then you slide. Not wait until he gets right on you, trying to get that extra that extra
4: yard. Yeah.
5: Oh, you Jim McMahon, déjà vu rat. <laughs>
4: You got to watch it. I mean, it happens Whoa. all the time. Quarterbacks are going down when on hits like this and things like that. And it's, uh, you know, the, the defense is very tough for the defense. Yeah. Have got to slow down.
5: If you could go back in history, would you do something different? This is what I would do, according to Jim McMahon. And you he just heard me on that 30 right. for 30. I would yeah. tell him, go down. They're trying to kill you. Yeah. And he wouldn't do it. He'd, oh, I can break that. T- my eye, you can break that tackle. <laughs> This is what I would do different. I would walk up to him in the locker room and slap him in the face. Did that wake you up? Uh-huh. Because, Mitchell, you need to wake up, brother. Yeah. Because if you keep in this, they're
4: going to put you down. And you're going to be injured your whole career. Now, now, you're not saying you don't want him running. You just no. you, you just want to make sure he gets down I don't time. care about him getting the
5: first down. Right. I don't care about him scoring a touchdown. You get some yards and you go down. Yeah.
4: Period. Right. The Bears have waited long enough for a, uh, a a top quarterback, and now that they've got one, in their opinion, he's got to make sure he gets down. He got to make sure if, he get, he stays out there.
5: If he doesn't change who he is right now, he's going to be hurt his whole career.
4: Yeah,
0: and Fred. We, we don't. That's need to my prophecy. That. Yeah,
5: and I've lived it. Yeah. I'm not talking about something. I'm just bringing out of thin air the Akashic
4: record. I lived it. Paranoia. Yeah. So so you think there would have been more than one Super Bowl if McMahon would have stayed healthy? Brother. (laughs) Brother. I know I'm asking the wrong guy, but yeah. Brother.
5: Mm. Would have won more games. Sure. You know, I don't know if it still holds up, but at one time from 84 to 88, you know, when he was relatively, he would be hurt but still play in some games like that Minnesota Miracle. Right. Uh, He was hurt and tried to come back that 88 championship game, but rust and you know, when you're gonna work, man, you got to take care of yourself when you're the starting quarterback, the offensive coordinator, and the biggest part of the running game. You take them three away, what do you got? Sure, yeah, nothing. You're, you're in big you trouble, you ain't got no offense, yeah. and teams gonna outscore you, right. Good teams, yeah, you know. We, we acted like we got blown out in that 84 championship game. What was the score? 28 to 3? They scored 28 points. Whoopee. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's like we got blown out because we didn't have offense. Sure. Come on, Mitch. This Them three things I just told you. Yep. That's what we're dependent on him
4: for. And he keeps himself hurt, and that's taken away. We lose. Yeah. This week, and we mentioned after not having any snaps um, before the game against Detroit, Chase Daniel actually had snaps this week, and he was
9: happy to get them. It'll be good, you know, to actually get some timing down with our receivers and and, uh, tight ends and running backs. I thought it was pretty good last week, too, um, for not really taking a full speed rep all week. So there's always stuff you can grow on, right? Like, I'm a perfectionist, so what I try to do is is look at the negatives of the game and, and try to improve on it. And there were, you know, 10 incompletions, some of... Some of those should have been completions. Oh, um,
5: don't blame your you know, teammates, sacks bro. Is
9: too many; those are all on me. So, you know, you just constantly try to try to be perfectionist, and, and that's how I am, and and uh, you know, that's how I was sort of raised. So, you just try to play the best game possible, and, and we'll, listen, if, with practice, we'll we'll continue to do that.
5: Now, I'm su- I'm surprised I didn't see in the paper Chase Daniels blames receivers for dropping balls because you know how they can
4: swerve it around. Yeah. What you say? Yeah. Them vultures. Right. Well, I think, he, you know, he was saying that there were 10 incompletions and, you know. he Some of them should have been caught. Yeah. Some of them should have oh. been caught. But, you know, he also said a lot A lot of them were on me. Well, like he said, that overthrow of Tariq. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, and, and then later on, he did get Tariq for a touchdown. But he didn't say in there, some
5: of them were on me. He said some of them were dropped. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that's why, you know. He hadn't been interviewed much in his career, being a
4: backup. Yeah, or he would have re- he'd have known to rephrase that. Probably had more in interviews in college than
2: he did wow. uh, in the pros. And that's another
5: thing, you know, Missouri. What yeah. kind of program are they? But when he was there, they won.
2: Yeah, they did. You know, like is like uh,
5: uh, Drew Brees and Purdue, losers, but he, they won when yeah. he was there. That you know that shows me there's a guy that can play pro football. Some.
4: Historically bad university, but when he played there, they were good. Yep. Yeah, Chase Daniel did very well down at Mizzou. We come back. We check in with Jeff Dickerson. He is at MetLife Stadium. A rainy MetLife, it looks like. We'll check in with him. Uh, we return. It's my going, Fred, till noon right here Poor on ESPN. Thing.
5: I found out there ain't nothing to do in New York.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: That was sarcasm for you. <laughs> yeah, it certainly it certainly <laughs> is.
0: Right here on ESPN 1000. Chicago's NFL Game Day with Fred Hubner and Steve Mongo McMichael on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com
4: Welcome back in, Mongo and Fred. We're all excited because the Bears are back in action today. Nine days off after their Thanksgiving victory over the Detroit Lions and uh, boy, that meant nine days without travel for this guy Is now he's traveling He's out uh, in uh, New Jersey. He's out at the Meadowlands. Yeah, you know, the New York Giants and the New York Jets, they don't play in New York. The Buffalo Bills play in New York. But that's, you know, yeah. that's all. Well, you know, Jersey. Yeah. And they go to how, Jersey.
5: How does it feel being in that toxic, waste <laughs> dump New Jersey, JD? Well, you know, I
6: mean, uh, the, the Jets almost built the stadium in lower Manhattan. That would have been nice a couple of years ago. but. Yeah. Yeah, here we are. Oh. an ugly day, guys. I know cool. we had rain in Chicago yesterday and last night, and that, that weather has made its way out east. So it's uh, it's not that cold, uh, but very rainy. It's going to be slick conditions, and we'll see if the Bears' offense adjusts to that accordingly.
5: Well, it's too bad it ain't the old stadium, because I'd have told you go to that north end zone to the right and see if you walk over that lump of Hoffa.
6: <laughs> well, listen, I'll, I'll tell you what. At, at the new stadium, um, there was almost a lump in that one end zone where they had the Barry Cutler. After oh, and when he was sacked nine wow. times in the first half, so yeah, I think there's a lot of bodies buried here. That was a requiem, wasn't it? <laughs> that was uh, that was Marks administering his last rites as offensive coordinator, calling for seven-step drops. Like the Bears couldn't even block a screen pass. So that Ooh. was a, that was a tough one. But hey, listen, times have changed. I mean, the Bears were just here, guys. Remember two years ago? Yeah, and they lost twenty-two to sixteen. Um, Cutler was still the quarterback. One of his last starts for the Bears. Um, You know, Zach Miller got hurt in that game. Jordan Howard had about 77 yards rushing. It's just funny now, just two years removed, how different that Bears roster looks. You
4: know, J.D., I mentioned uh, you know a possibility of it being a trap game with the Rams coming up, and Mongo was saying, usually when you mention trap game, it was the Bears had a chance to beat somebody when they were looking (laughs) ahead. Now it's a little bit different. hasn't happened for a while, but this is a game where, you know, anybody that watched the the Giants against Philadelphia last week, this Giants team can move the ball. They can score. I don't know what happened in the second half when they stopped giving the ball to Barkley, but, you know, this is a team that Bears got to buckle down today.
6: I think what scares you is that they they have star players. And you mentioned Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham. You know, Eli Manning is putting up good numbers this year. I think he's about done. But there's nothing to say that he can't reach back in the the way back machine and put a good effort out there. So you you always worry about the stars, especially when the footing is going to be slick for the Bears defenders. It's very easy to bust a coverage or bust a play, and these guys go for a touchdown. The Giants still think they're a Pretty good team. I mean, the East is, is odd. You know, the Cowboys are, are playing well now. That was a huge win for them on Thursday against New Orleans. I mean, they're they're out of it, but they feel like their record should be better than what it is. So I, I agree. I don't think they've they've pulled the plug yet. And if nothing else, a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. guys, he wants numbers. He wants staff. Oh, yeah. So there there are definitely some motivation for the Giants to play And I agree if the Bears aren't careful, this could be a trap game, but the Bears have done a nice job, guys, of soundly beating inferior opponents this year, whether it's the Jets or the Bills or the Lions last week. So they, they haven't they haven't fallen victim yet to looking past the team, but there's always a chance for that. Hopefully it doesn't happen for them today.
5: Well, J.D., you better believe who's the, who's the power and who's the say on that team now, and it ain't Eli Manning anymore. It's Odell Beckham Jr., and oh, yeah, he got paid. Look, it, it, in in Eli's mind, if he don't force the ball to Beckham, he's out of town. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah.
6: Oh, I know what you're saying. I think he's out of town no matter what. I, I think they're going to draft a quarterback. They're going to be picking probably in the top five, top six. And they probably waited a year too late to do it. But, you know, I'll tell you what, Mongo, and this is going to make yeah. you, the, the, the hair in the back of your neck stand up a little bit when I mention this guy's name. You know the Bears were talking up Saquon Barkley this week. Vic Fangio told the guys that Barkley reminds him a little bit of Barry Sanders. Now that's a now listen, we're not there yet, but that that just shows you the the potential that people in the league think Saquon Barkley has. Uh, you know Barry Sanders, that's a guy that I think you know everyone on defense missed like nine times on one play one year at Soldier Field. <laughs> I mean that guy's incredible. Yeah, that's what I'm so, saying.
5: I don't see that out of Barkley yet, man. He'd, he'd break, he'd break three
6: tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, Barry Sanders was incredible. But, but so, you know, look, I understand why they drafted Saquon Barkley, but they got to fix the quarterback spot. I mean, their backups are Alex Penny and Kyle uh, Loletta. Um, that's not going to work. So we'll see what they do next year. But I think Eli's got a couple more games left in him, and, and we'll see. what You know, And look, I, I like the Bears' pass rush against even today. We'll have to see how effective Akeem Hicks is going to be, guys. If he's active today, that's a big one we'll watch when the inactives come out. Remember, he's got that Achilles injury, did not practice Wednesday, Thursday, had full participation on Friday, but that's just a walkthrough practice. So certainly they want to have Hicks out there, and we'll get a better idea what his status is about 90 minutes coming at the kickoff.
5: Well, Friday was a walkthrough, was it, after having the last oh, yeah. weekend off? Man, man, yeah. man. He's already going soft.
6: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> well, Fridays are easy, are light practices. So when a guy has full participation on a Friday after not practicing Wednesday and Thursday, you know, you, you want to say, okay, great, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be feeling great for the game because they don't do a whole lot on that Friday workout ever.
5: You know what I hated about Friday practice when Ditka said, okay, we're going without pads? Because I was going to have fingertip bruises on my chest from the lineman grabbing me in practice <laughs> on Sunday.
4: Yeah. So <laughs> it walked through my eye. <laughs> You know, J.D., um, the whole week, I mean, everybody spent a lot of time about if, you know, will Mitch Trubisky play, will he not play, uh, pretty much decided, I would think, and at 10.30 they'll make it official that Mitch will probably probably be inactive and it it will be Chase Daniel once again. It it should be a little bit different from last week because he actually had time throwing the guys this week. That should help a little bit,
6: right? He did. So I've been here for over about an hour and a half, and Mitch was out really early. I didn't have field access Uh, here at MetLife, but I was watching it from the press box. So he was throwing this morning. Um, They're getting him back on schedule, I believe, to play against the Rams next week. He threw on Friday for the first time since he suffered the right shoulder injury. He was out this morning throwing early. So barring a setback, I think the plan is to get him back at practice next week and to be good to go for the Rams game on Sunday night. So So That's where we stand right now. He was out very early doing that pregame workout.
5: Where did that interview we just ran from Nagy in the press talking to him? What day was that? When he said, when they asked him, was he throwing? He said, no. That was um, that was
6: yeah Thursday. Yeah Thursday because uh, he no just Thursday said through Friday.
5: I was going to say the su- the subterfuge yeah. is flying around now.
6: Yeah, well, you know that they're going to play some games with you. That's okay, but when a guy's doubtful, um, typically that means he's not going to yeah. play. Now there was the one time when Brett Farah was out. And then he was upgraded to doubtful, and then started against the Bears. That was a, that was a wild ride. That was a bro- years back in Minneapolis. That
5: was a broken right thumb. His was in.
6: yeah. And that you know, he, then, oh,
5: I can't throw, can't throw. And then they shoot it up. Imagine him throwing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
6: then uh, Corey Wooten knocked him out, and that was the last game he ever played uh, that night uh, in Minneapolis. So, but for Mitch, I do think again the plan is to rest him again today and get him back for the Rams game next week, which he should he should have had ample time for that shoulder injury to heal enough where it's not going to affect him. Um, they say he looked good throwing the ball on Friday. You, you really can't say for sure, like in a, in a workout session, how a guy looks. But I felt from my vantage point, he looked pretty good throwing. Um, so, again, I think next week if you get him back full of practice, that's a really encouraging sign.
4: J.D., I, I thought I saw a little bit of a change in Matt Nagy this week because there were a couple of games where in the post-game press conference he was going to say, we we can't run the ball, we're unable to run the ball, we got to find a way to run the ball. And then this week, when people asked him about running the ball, he kind of changed, well, you know, we'll run the ball if we need to, this, this, this. Yeah. What happened? Did he change completely change, or is he just trying to cover up the fact that they can't seem to get a running game going?
6: Yeah, I think I think he was just trying to... I don't want to say placate, but I mean you, you got to run the ball. Of course, everyone knows that you can't be a hundred percent pass. But I just feel like this offense is what it is. It's an exciting offense. He throws it's, it's pass heavy, um, misdirection stuff like that. So I think at, early on, maybe that was him trying to, like, do the Jedi mind trick on himself. You yeah. know, you will run the ball. You will run the ball. But and now look, today, if there's going to be a day to run the ball, guys, it's today. You got your backup quarterback, and it's wet. You know, it's it's not ideal conditions to throw. But I just don't think they're going to do it. I think they will run some, but I just think his offense. This is the offense. This is what he brought with him. This is how he's going to run it. And we could every week we can ask about is Jordan Howard going to get twenty five carries in a game? Maybe there will be a game when that happens, but. I don't think that's ever the plan going into a game that that's going to be
5: the case. Do you know what's happened all year, boys, and especially now that Chase Daniels is the quarterback? Do you think the other defensive coordinator is going to say, "Well, we'll 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 just have six men in the box and defend against Trubisky and Chase Daniels"? <laughs> or are they going to stop Howard first? That's what's happened all year. You watch yeah, how and You they watch, watch even ch-
6: Committed to Howard first, yeah.
5: which is which well, is amazing. So, I, we'll, how we'll, can we'll, you commit to him, JD, when there's eight guys in the box?
6: All right. there, you go. So, yeah. hey, this is how he calls plays. I think nothing's going to change. I think the three of us, when we saw that reverse pass to Chase Daniel, yeah, like last week, I mean, when the backup quarterback's catching passes, you pretty much know that the, the guy calling plays, this, that's his script. Like, he's not changing it based on who, who's out there. So I, I just think that's their plan. And, and uh, you know, Howard could, could have more action today because of the conditions. But, again, I don't think that's the mindset going into any game from the
5: head coach who's calling the play. Well, you guys want to delve into the mindset of the head coach that came from being a quarterback, what he's going to do, you know, when it's hitting the fan on the field. And his third one, he's going to throw the ball. Absolutely right? he is. It's a quarterback. That's a quarterback's mentality. And what he was saying, what you said, he mentioned a while ago, is he's got to get out of that mindset and start running the ball. Not anything else, because, you know, he and he knows in the game, I'm going to call a pass. And he looks at the game film on Monday, I should have called a run there. Uh-huh.
4: Well, why didn't you do it? Quarterbacks want to throw the ball, baby. <laughs> well, J.D., was, you mentioned the, the throwback, which was a really nice pass from from uh, Miller back to Daniel. And it was one of the few times you, you saw Nagy not necessarily call out players by name, But call-out players like, you know, and I I mentioned, Cody White here was right there to block, and he was, like, spinning around like he was happy to be in Detroit. He didn't know what the hell he was doing. I I couldn't figure it out. That play should have went for 30 or 40 yards. As it turned out, it went for 8 yards, and they got 15 for the face mask. But that was one of the few times I've seen Nagy upset that a play didn't work the way it should have.
6: I I agree, and I I think that just shows you the difference between Trubisky and Chase Daniel. I mean, Chase Daniel is a nice veteran. He knows the system. We'll see how start number two goes today. Yeah, but Trubisky, that's going for 40-45, Fred, you know it. Yeah. So the so the offense isn't the same with, without Trubisky. They just have to hope that they can cobble together a good enough effort on an offense today and defensively force Eli into making some bad decisions, which he's often prone to do. Take the ball away and win an ugly one. Win ugly today. Just get yourself right and get ready for that Rams game on Sunday night when you get your starting no. quarterback likely back.
5: Now, what would you just say? The offense isn't as good without Trubisky. Now, how can you disparage a genius like Lombardi like that, J.D.? <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah, I, you know, the, the mixed up is, look, I feel I feel like what we've seen this year from Trubisky compared to last year oh, is y'all. completely different. And you see what the benefit of good coaching will do for a player, a good system, is Mitch going to win an MVP like Patrick Mahomes will one day? No. But he's he's played well. I mean, it's not an accident the Bears are 8-3. It's not all on their defense. If they could just get to a point where the offense plays three solid quarters out of four, they're going to be a really hard team to beat. So I'm I'm not, you know, Ugh. we're not stumping for Trubisky to be an all-pro or an MVP no. or anything. Right. But you've got to admit
8: the guy's done a pretty good job this year, and yeah.
6: expectations for
5: him weren't really that high to begin with. This, this, this is where Lombardi, he's not a historian. How many passes his first game, Trubisky started first game, how many passes did he throw? Four? you remember that? I mean, it was unbelievable. And now look at him, How he, you know, how he's progressed. Right. All, right? All right?
4: That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, J.D., one more thing I want to get to before I let you go. Um... Last week, Aaron Lynch didn't play um, because of the concussion. Shaheen didn't play because of the concussion. Lynch yeah. is back. How is that going to help guys like Mack and Floyd, who really had to be out there quite a bit in the game against Detroit? It,
6: it'll help. It'll help, obviously, with, with the rotation, giving guys a little break here or there. So that's a good point, Fred. So so he will be back. Shaheen will be back. That's the encouraging news today. But, again, i got I got to stress – we got to figure out what's going on with Keem Hicks with that Achilles, and they left Cunningham and McManus behind in Chicago. They did not make the trip to New York. So special teams will be of, of key importance today because you got your two best special teamers out, and the Giants have done stuff in the return game at times this year.
5: Uh, kick the ball out of the back of the end zone and directional punt out of bounds, and we got no problems, <laughs> right?
6: There you go. That'd yeah. be nice. Off, off, off his grave, and I don't have to worry about it. <laughs>
5: That'd be nice. Yeah. The, tell me, tell me about your opinion about our safety, Jackson, right
6: now. Oh, Mago! I mean, he's yeah. uh, developing into one of the best free safeties in the game. I think. Um, All pro. Seen ball instincts like that from a safety. Maybe when you know Mike Brown was in his heyday, very mm. early in his career, uh, he he has been tremendous. Um, not only is he you know making plays on the ball, but he's finishing them off too. With five touchdowns five defensive touchdowns in two years, and the next closest guy has two in the same span? My goodness. that's you know, We're going from a defense that had no one making the Pro Bowl. Yeah. With defense guys, I think at least three, maybe four guys make the Pro Bowl this year. And Eddie Jackson's going to be among that group.
5: Do you think one of our corners will be a, a Pro Bowler this year?
6: Well, they, you know,
5: Kyle Fuller's having a good year.
6: Now it's harder for a corner to make it because there are so many good corners. Yeah. But Mongo, five interceptions? Yeah. You know, he's got a reputation now after getting paid in the off season, he's having a terrific year. That was a big pick to seal that went in Detroit last week.
5: Well now that he's been paid and got all the money, you know, generation wealth in the bank, he can be a little more aggressive in his mind.
6: Instead it's of nice. a tent mouse yeah, trying to get paid. Yeah. You're right. It's nice to see a guy that gets paid and still flourishes. Now that's that's very encouraging. So yeah, he's having a terrific year and, and don't forget too, Prince of Mukamura guy's played several seasons yep. in New York. So he played against Odell Beckham Jr. in practice every single day. We'll see how the Bears match up with OBJ, but I think they feel pretty good if Prince no. doesn't cover him, that he's got that, that experience guarding him in practice to draw upon. The as no. they
4: keep him all in front of him. That's a good thing. Now no, we're bringing up Mongo's man-ups here. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, no, uh, don't go stepping on
6: Mongo's stuff. Yeah, don't uh, you better me. let me go. I don't, I don't want to <laughs> go.
4: J.D., have a good one. We'll talk
5: to you soon. I didn't even talk to okay, him about to his experience in New York last night. No, he didn't want to talk about well, that. He play, called told well, us. you can go see a play on Broadway. That's fine. They don't have strip joints there no more.
4: <laughs> Thanks, J.D. Uh, Jeff Dickerson at uh, the MetLife Stadium. We come back. We'll take a look at uh, some of the other things. He mentioned Eddie Jackson. We'll talk about him. We come back. Don't forget 1030. Paul Schwartz from the New York Post on the giant spin of things as they get ready to take on the Bears today. It's Mongo and Fred right here on ESPN
0: 1000. chicago's nfl game day with fred hubner and steve mongo mcmichael on espn 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. chicago.com
4: uh, welcome back in bears taking on the new york giants at metlife stadium we're talking about it here on espn 1000 before we uh Left with J.D., we were talking about Eddie Jackson, and uh, Jackson named the uh, Defensive Player of the Week and then the Defensive Player of the Month, and Jackson talked about getting that award. You know, it's always
3: something big when you get these things, but, you know, I really don't try to pay attention to it. You know, me and Coach Ed talk about it all the time. We don't really try to pay attention to it on get oh, the big yeah. head, and we just want to still keep working. You know, the, the goal is to make the playoffs in the Super Bowl at the end of the day, so that's what we're fighting for.
4: And that's good. That's what you're, that's what you're fighting for. Well, you're you're fighting for the ring. There was some double talk. <laughs> You're
5: fighting it's for the a, ring. Hey, it's something big, yeah. But I don't really pay too much
4: attention. But you know the one thing he's done in these in the, those two his last two interceptions that he returned for touchdowns, the the cousins one and then the one against right. Stafford. He read those so quickly. Pre, no, pre snap, pre snap,
5: and he jumped it. Oh, you understand? You understand what I mean about progressions yeah. and whatever you do. That's before the ball is snapped, baby. Not un- after.
4: And unlike so many of the uh, guys that played defensive back, he can catch the ball. Oh. It's a good thing he can catch wow. the ball. He and those were great catches. And he just took the ball and ran. And boy, oh boy! Uh, I mean, as soon as the pass was going, you saw Eddie Jackson coming, and you going, he's got. And before you even thought it, he had that's, it and
5: he was got his way. That's what's different about this team. You know, that interception for a touchdown came at a time in the game. You're going, oh, no. yeah, Oh, no.
4: And then boom. Well, and they needed it because yeah. I got it down here. the, the um, For some reason, the Bears give up a lot of yards in the fourth quarter. They were doing it again. The Lions had 153 yards over 17 plays uh, in the two series before the interception. So they they got to tight they got to buckle down here in uh, the fourth quarter of the game. Fangio's
5: playing prevent defense, baby, with a with a zone coverage. You know, cover two. You know, sit, sit back, let him throw let him, it in front in of between, you. Right? Don't get it
4: over you. Yep. And, boy, they'll, they'll, they'll throw it in front of you, all right. And they've been doing it. So as long as they make those tackles, today's a big day. We come back. There's, uh, you know, the Bears and Giants. There's been some uh, big games of uh, Bears and Giants. We'll talk about some of those we come back. It's my and
0: Fred right here on ESPN. I, I played in a couple of them. Yes, you friends. did. ESPN 1000.
1: Hut,
0: hut, hut. Then, this is Chicago's NFL Game Day uh, on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. Chicago.com.
1: And then, hut, and it's on four. Now watch him, he's going, hut,
2: hut, hut. The most zany, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play.
0: NFL game.
2: Good balance, they had a couple nice runs, a couple big plays down the field. He it up. Oh my, down the sideline. Can they catch him? Wow. Touchdown.
0: Chicago's NFL game day. Oh
2: my goodness, what a play!
0: On ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. Fred. Yes. You know how much of a genius you
5: are when it takes plays like Zany and <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable Play was made. That means you. that wasn't the play you called. Yeah. But oh man, genius.
2: <laughs> Good. There's no doubt. Good for him.
4: We're the geniuses here this morning, and it's Mongo and Fred here on ESPN 1000. Chicago's NFL game day leading you up to the Bears and the New York Giants. The Bears have won five in a row. They are 8-3, and and they go to New York where the Giants, I don't know how they lost to Philadelphia last week. They were dominant throughout the entire first half, and then the second half started. They gave the ball to Saquon Barkley only five times in the second half. Mm. Couldn't quite figure that out and they ended up losing that game. We'll talk more about the uh, Giants' bottom of the hour. Paul Schwartz and the New York Post will join us. Also around 10.30, they'll have the inactives, and it will be official that it'll be uh, Chase Daniel instead of Mitch Trubisky. I'm seeing people on Twitter saying, hey, they didn't make an announcement yet official. It's, it's, it's as good as official that uh, it'll be Chase Daniel and not Mitchell Trubisky. makes no sense for Trubisky to start after not throwing all week. What's the point? Yeah." I mean, you're, well, you're not going to start a guy that's only through a little bit on Friday, right. and Friday's your walkthrough. So what did you do? Throw that, the ball to the ball guy? You know, the, the,
5: little, the, the swelling that was there dissipates. Yeah. You know, two weeks. It's going down. He feels better. It's like J.D. said he was out before the game throwing balls.
4: Right. He'll be all right for next week. Now, when it comes to Bears and Giants, uh, there's a game that some people may remember. Every once in a while, we reflect back to 1985 and why not, when uh, the Chicago Bears are winning games and shutting people down and going through the playoffs and not allowing a point and things like that. Uh, But one of the highlights, we got a bunch of them here. We're going to play this little piece here. Um, The Giants came to Soldier Field. It was a tad cold. Not as cold as it was the following week, I think.
5: I mean, it had been a long time since there had been a playoff game at Soldier Field, my friend. yep. Very long time. A long time.
4: And the Giants came a calling on a uh, cold Sunday. And uh, give it a listen to some of the highlights from 1985. The Giants were in town to with Phil Sims and company trying to take on uh, the Chicago Bears.
1: In the middle is Rob Carpenter. Heath over. McKinnon touchdown. And down goes Sims again. The opening series of the game. Here comes a bear blitz. Wide open in the middle is Rob Carpenter. He over. And the Bears get it back, I believe. Chicago ball. No one covered Rob Carpenter. He sneaked through the line and then, boom, caught that ball. And you see what happened as he started to run with it. That's the toughest thing is that guy coming from behind and hitting your arm. Third and eight. Sims from the spread. Here comes the blitz again. That's Richard Dent, though. It was not a blitz. It was just a three-man rush. You see the three-man line line stunt Dent starts from the right side, comes out, loops out to the left, gets right up the middle, and Phil Sims's face. See, and Landetta stands back in his end zone. What did he say about me there? The kick is blocked. <laughs> Sean Gale, number 23, the scored a touchdown. the touchdown. The kick was sure missed. I'm not sure anybody hit that ball. I think it was more of a shank job or just a miss. You know, sometimes a win can affect a drop. Sometimes playoff pressure can affect drop. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Blitz again, and they're all over. Phil Smith. But Singletary comes straight up the middle. Otis Wilson comes from the outside, and there's Hampton on top.
4: There you go. There's just some of the highlights from a game where, if you saw it, I posted it on... uh on Facebook, there's a lot of highlights, including Gary Fencek coming to the line of scrimmage and just faking well, that he was going to blitz and stepping back and then going in and nailing uh, Sims. Yeah, well, without video, you missed a lot about what was
5: going on out there, baby. Yes, you did. You know, oh, that's, oh, that was a blitz. No, that was just Richard <laughs> Dent looping around. You know who he looped around that, took, that washed down three offensive
2: linemen? Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, oh, I got a call out from Madden Inn, didn't I? Why do,
5: you, why do you think I hate him? <laughs>
2: Yeah, he never mentioned your name, and I, I was watching them going, "Hey, look,
4: Mongo took out the whole thing. Dad's got a free reign to, you know, a free lane to the quarterback."
5: Well, we did that the whole game, baby. Yeah, and
4: we're winning twenty-one to nothing in the fourth
5: quarter, and I look down the line of scrimmage as I'm getting in my stance uh-huh. to make sure him and Fridge are in the right spot, and he's got the wide eyes looking at me like, "Call it again, <laughs> Jesus." <laughs> And I shook my head. No, no, no need buff. to at this
4: no, point, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the highlights and Dennis McKinnon with a touchdown catch, and it, it was a it was a great game, and it brings back great memories. If you if you see it or if you follow me on Facebook, just check it like out. I it's said, out
5: there. Like I said, that was the first. Home playoff game. I, what? Yeah, sixty
4: three. Uh long, long time. Well, yeah, and in sixty three, it was just. I think it was just. A, you know, you win. You you win and play. Yeah,
5: in yeah. seventy nine, you know they beat the Giants, right? You know, because of the point differential somewhere else. Yeah, the St. Louis Cardinals had to do something unbelievable,
4: and they did it. But that wasn't at home. Yeah, wasn't at home. That and then,
5: was a long drought for the fans.
4: Yeah, you had the, the Giants and the Rams. You you knocked those two off on the way to the Super Bowl. So there was a little bit of history with uh, the Bears and uh, the Giants. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the Giants, they, they got there a couple years later. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what
5: we did to the Rams the next week? They had Dieter Brock at quarterback. Yes, they did. We had nine guys in the box. Because, uh-huh. you know, Eric Dickerson just ran for 250 yards against the Cowboys okay. in, the playoff, in that first playoff game. So we were going to stop him. <laughs> and we did.
4: Yeah. Yeah, Dieter Brock wasn't going to beat you. No.
5: Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's the same, the same thing is going to happen today in Detroit, baby. Do you think the Lions are where we got to stop Chase Daniels? Are they got to stop the Bears running game first?
4: You mean in uh, New York?
5: Yeah, New York. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah.
4: Oh, oh I know, I know. They're, they they they've got to stop Chase Daniel today, and because they're not going to worry too much about the running game because the Bears don't run. Oh. they don't run the ball.
5: Hopefully, there's some audibles in play here. You know, like they got the RPO now, right? But I'm talking about Nagy sends it into Chase Daniels. If there's less
4: than seven guys in the box, uh huh. Audible to a run, that'd be nice to see. Yeah, it would be nice to see a few runs here today for the Chicago Bears. And uh, I'm looking at some of the, uh, the the many many cuts we have here, and uh, how the Bears are getting prepared for this game. And um, your guy, uh, Akeem Hicks, talking about My uh, guy. you. You talked to, we talked earlier about. Uh, you know the celebrations that they were having and things like that and i guess jackson they were doing a little bit of motown celebration after they got the win this was akeem hicks talking about Jackson, Jackson their next touchdown dance huh about eddie jackson and the motown celebrations
2: i've never seen anything like him he just he he can cover the entire field it seems like sometimes and he just he knows how to get the ball in his hands and when he gets that ball in his hands he can make his way to the end zone so it's uh it's awesome and i also told him that we're you know, not going to do any more of those celebrations where we're doing down-ups. But um, I-, I was all for the Motown. We can do that. Yeah, that cool. fun, fun bit for you guys. If you guys go back and look at the video, you can see how bad of a dancer Roquan Smith is. So <laughs> just take a look. Take a look. You'll be entertained. Is Mac,
8: in the
5: corner too? A Super
4: bowl
2: Mac was in the corner too. So you saw it. I saw that. A lot of guys with no rhythm.
4: Yeah, uh, no rhythm, but you know what? They're playing real well, and uh, it's nice to have Mac healthy and back. And, and Akeem Hicks mentioned Roquan Smith there. And after what some people thought was a slow start to the season, they were saying, well, you know, he's drafted high. He was our first-round draft pick. Where is he? Roquan Smith's making plays all over the field. And that's I think what the Bears, that's no. what the
5: Bears saw in him when they drafted him. Oh, sure, that's what I saw when he played at Georgia, baby. Yep. He's
4: uh, he's around the ball. He's getting He's Any around the ball every play. He gets to the quarterback at times. He also he'll stop he'll shut down running backs. Now, I, he missed the tackle. It was either in the Vikings game or in the Lions game where a guy ran through him. But that doesn't happen very often. He's a pretty sure tackler.
5: This is what I told him at the rookie camp with the coaches sitting around the table. And after I said this to him, the coaches looked at each other like, oh, that's yeah. good what he said to him. <laughs> I told him I watched you play it in college. You're fast enough to play this game. Yeah. So don't think you got to slow the game down. You know what that means? It means you think you got to play faster than you have to and you overrun plays yeah. or you're not in position and that guy breaks your tackle. You know, you get there, you get in position, you make the tackle. All yeah. right? When you're trying to play
4: too fast because everything around you is a blur. You mess up, baby. And there's a time, I was going to say, there is a time where they have mentioned earlier this year that one of the teams was trying to use um, Khalil Mack's speed against him. And uh, there have been times where Roquan Smith maybe overruns plays. and That's, when, that's exactly what I mean. Roquan. Yeah. where were, 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 How exactly does that happen? It's just they, they think they have to run, go faster they, than they do? They think they have to
5: because everybody else is moving faster than they saw in college. They right. think they have to go get there quicker. Yeah and you're out of balance, you're over your skis, guys will cut back on you. You know, you've seen guys they're running out there, and the guy cuts back, and he just, he turns around and stands there like, which way did he go, George? Sure, sure. All right. The same thing happens. You get there too fast, and the guy's cutting back, and you hit
4: him, but your your momentum's going the other way uh-huh and you miss the uh, looking at the secondary because i, mean, I don 't know about you, I had mentioned numerous times in the off season you know uh, the bears are bringing back all four of their guys in the secondary with the Mukamara and fuller after they uh agreed to the um Match the Packers' well, offer sheet.
5: Imagine them being adept at being able to communicate what <laughs> coverage they should all be yeah, in, yeah. so there's not a blown coverage when you play long that long together.
4: And uh, but I, I was wondering if it was a good thing or a bad thing because I don't know about you, but I did not expect Kyle Fuller to have the season he's having so far.
5: Not after he got all that guaranteed money. You know how they usually play. Yeah, don't take that guy in your fantasy team. Yeah, <laughs> he's playing really well. Oh well. You know, I think, he, I think he got all that money, and he's the kind of guy, you know, when when he's worrying about his next contract, is he going to be aggressive and, and mess up in yeah. his mind? Then you cost yourself that. Now that he's got it all, what's the problem about being aggressive and sure. getting up on the guy and putting your hands on him yeah. instead of back 20 yards?
4: Yeah, the only thing, and it happens at times, and I know I've had Bears fans criticize me for for calling this out, but there are two guys in the secondary who are playing well, but they don't know what the two things on the end of their shoulders are. They don't wrap up. And Fuller's one of them, and the other one is Adrian Amos. I thought you meant their shoulder pads. <laughs> no, no, no. They don't know what those things at the, end of, at the end of their shoulders are. They Their arms, they never wrap up. And it, it, it's not only them, because you watch enough of the NFL. Nowadays, everybody thinks if we hit a guy hard enough, he's going to fall down.
5: Is, is, this how, is this how they practice now, the whole NFL? They don't use their arms? Because you don't tackle. Yeah. And you don't. When you get in position to make the tackle, do you reach out and grab the guy, or you just let him run by? So you're practicing for that, right? You're running around like Michael Flatley. <laughs> that could be. Lord <laughs> of Dan. Because you don't use your arms in no. practice. How are you going to be? Uh, and you know, subconsciously. Yeah. Because it's all second nature out there on Sunday, baby. I can't tell you when, how many times when I you did. stand when you stand there and think it's too late. Yeah. So. Is that the way? Is that's what's happening here? Because you know, just like the defensive line, it's like you said all year: get your hands, hands up. up. Well, in practice, you know, you don't put your hands up to block the pass; you let it go. Yeah, or you're practicing for failure.
4: Yeah, it seems like it. I mean, I went back and I watched the Philadelphia game the, against the Giants last week, and there were numerous times where Phillies, the, the the Eagles, could not get to uh, Peyton Manning, but they got their hands up. And it yeah. happened in some of the college games yesterday. You, know, you get your hands up, yeah. pass, knock the ball down. They're uh, throwing the ball over the middle line, quick slants, and things like that. I,
5: I don't remember if it's this last game or the game before Hakeem hits, got his hands up, blocked the pass, and I've thought about you. Yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> that was the, he blocked the two,
4: he blocked the two point conversion yeah. against Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, i thought about you. It's like it's so simple. Get your hands up if you're not going to get to the quarterback. Get your hands up. It's not that hard. They're pushing you. You're All you got to do is put your hands up in well, the air. You're a big I, guy. Have that Roy Robertson if, Harris is 6'5 yeah. or 6'7. Especially if you're gassed and you're going to loaf at the line of scrimmage. Well, at least get your hands up. Get your hands up. It works. Um, back to Eddie Jackson for a second in the secondary. people. Somebody actually asked him if he's surprised by his level of play. I didn't hear the answer to this. That's yet, but, an insult.
3: Yeah, I would think so. To be honest with you, not really. I know I wanted to come in here and dominate, but one thing that I'm, I'm I'm very blessed and grateful for is the team and the place I end up landing. You know, I wouldn't want to be anywhere you know than here. You know, with the type of guys and the teammates I got, because I feel like you know being on the same team with them makes me better and have make me step my game up. So.
4: Now you're right. It was an insult. And one time, yeah, he, my, he laughed. That was an insult, buddy. Yeah, one time in my younger days of uh, covering locker rooms, I asked a baseball player. Uh, he had been he had struck out three times in a row, and the, his fourth time up, the pitcher intentionally walked him. Same pitcher, and I asked him at this player after the game. I said, "Were you surprised that he intentionally walked you after he struck you out the first three times?" And the, the player was. Uh, he was a Dominican player. Did, did his eyes squinch at you? He started yelling at me. He said, I'm a great blanking player. There's a reason he walked me. I'm a great blank. And then he talked to the guy next to him who stood up, and he was six seven. And i was standing there in the locker room. I said, okay, thank you. I appreciate your answer. That's all I needed. I didn't need any more than see, that. See, what happened? He's a great player. See. It was a stupid, it was a bad question. You learn from bad questions. Yeah. But that question, asking Eddie Jackson... If he's surprised at the way he's playing, that's well. I would think about that before you ask it. You know, maybe they should think
5: about this. You coming from that Alabama program is what's his? How many years in a row now? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So there ain't none of them can come out of that program and say I'm the reason we're winning.
4: Yeah. So why wouldn't it surprise you? Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at it now. Today, you get to see two great Alabama safeties. Landon Collins playing on the other side, and the Bears are going to get a chance to see him because he'll be all over the field right. for the Giants. Right. One of these days,
5: it's going to come out how much money Saban's paying them kids to come there. Oh, I'm not. I don't, wow. I don't doubt that at all. Or, you know, the parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, I don't you know, I don't doubt like, that at all. Like uh, Earl Campbell's mom at Texas from Tyler sold roses for a living. You know how much money you make out of that? Well, she ended yeah, up having a big old brick house when he went to Texas. He drove around in a hoop to, you know, beat up cars uh-huh. the subterfuge. Sure. Yeah.
4: Sure. Uh, the Bears still continue to lead uh, uh, the NFL. You're not going to believe, you may not believe who they're tied with. For turnover margin, the Bears are plus 14 turnover margin. You know who they're tied with? The Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns are actually taking the ball away. Uh, the Bears and Browns are tied with turnover margin at f- plus 14. Well, turnover margin means your offense ain't turning the ball over too, Fred. Right. Right, I know, All right. which is good, which is good. The Bears have taken the ball away. The Bears also have a situation. i got. I got to read this one because i got to make sure I get it right. Did they look
5: up what uh, the 85, the turnovers the 85 Bears had compared to this team right no, now? We'll see if we can find that. Yeah, we'll see if we can that. track that down. Because um, this is this is pretty, uh, they're leading the league
4: 29 takeaways. Yeah. And it, these games, it's, you know, it's not even the end of the year. You know what, the Bears The Bears defense is the only one in the NFL that has more interceptions with 20, then touchdown passes allowed. They've allowed 19 touchdown passes, but they have 20 interceptions. They're the only team in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other 31 defenses have allowed, on average, 2.2 times as many touchdown passes as they have interceptions. You know what all these stats are, don't you?
5: The reason they're starting to compare them to the 85 defense, Fred. Oh, look
4: how they compare. You know know what they're doing first, though? You know what? That's a compliment to me. They're, do, they're doing the you 85, but they're also getting, going back. First, they want to compare them to the Erlacher and Lance wow. Briggs and that that defense who got the Bears to the Super Bowl in 06. So they're good enough to lose the Super Bowl, are they, Greg? <laughs> great. And then they go to the 85. So they go, they, they first again... You know, that's who Chase Daniels reminds me of It's Rex Grossman. Yeah, a lot of people you know have that? said that. A lot of people yeah. have said that. Uh, Eddie Jackson's numbers just in November... Eddie Jackson's numbers. Here's how, Here's why he was the Defensive Player of the Month. Three defensive touchdowns, 15 tackles, two interceptions, a forced fumble, a uh, fumble recovery, and four passes defended from the safety position.
5: Most defensive backs that make all pro in their career don't have three touchdowns in their whole career. Yeah.
4: Yeah, he's he's been pretty darn amazing. The Bears, people people may or may not know this, but there are some scenarios where the Bears can actually clinch the NFC North uh over the next couple of games. If the Bears go 2 and 0 over the next 2 and the Vikings lose both their games, uh or the Bears go 2 and 1 over their next 2 and the Vikings go 1 and 2. More likely, if the Bears go 3 and 1 over their next 4, Minnesota go in 2 and 2, the Bears would clinch with a win in San Francisco in week 16. The
5: schedule bespeaks if the Vikings lose one more game, no matter when it happens, the Bears are going to win the division. As long as they keep winning and don't don't well, you know don't get tripped up
4: by one of these teams.
5: Well, I'm not one of those that's uh, looking in the past of. You know, just like in my Super Bowl, Walter fumbles and they kick a field goal. And every fan in Chicago, oh, here we go.
4: There's no doubt. Don't don't look in the past. This is a different team. It is. It's a much different team. The remaining games for the Bears, the Bears have the uh, Giants today. Then they host the Rams and the Packers. And then they go to San Francisco and they wrap up the season at Minnesota. The Vikings are in Seattle today. We've got that game here on ESPN later on today around three o'clock, three twenty. Um, then after that, the Vikings are at Seattle. They host Miami. They go to Detroit, and then they host the Bears to wrap up the season. Yeah. The so only, the only one that don't scare me
5: like it used to is Aaron Rodgers coming here. Right. They're over on the road this year. They've not won a road game you know yet know why this year. They demolished that locker room when they got rid of Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Yeah. Because of all the money they had to give Rodgers, they couldn't afford him no more.
4: Yeah, every guy on that team knows they this ain't no team. They're throwing the guys on a weekly basis. I'd never heard of. They're, he's he's throwing the people and they're they're missing balls and he's throwing iPads and things like that. Uh, it, it is good to see that right now at four six and one, the Green Bay Packers have the same record as the Cleveland Browns.
5: They have to win every game. <laughs> yeah, for the rest of the year to have a chance. Right. And that don't even mean they're in. No. No, it doesn't. I told you, that the Vikings and them tying, when we, the first show we did, I yep. said, wait till you see, that this is going to come back to haunt them.
4: Yeah, that was huge.
5: Oh, yeah. That was that
4: was unbelievably huge, that tie for the Vikings and the Packers. And it's such a weird thing because it doesn't happen all that often. We talked really quickly earlier about Roquan Smith. Uh, more of my numbers I got here. Um, he leads the Bears in tackles. And his second on the team in sacks. He's got four. Uh, Khalil Mack has eight. Hicks and Roquan Smith each have four. And you mentioned the Packers. <laughs> the Packers have now lost eight straight road games. It goes all the way back to last year. Yeah, Their longest streak since losing nine straight in 78
5: well, and 79. I saw his last interview and Rodgers ain't saying relax
4: this year, is he? No, he hasn't said that once. Has not said that once, which is interesting. The uh, Bears and the Giants later on today. Good news for the Bears is that uh, tight end Evan Ingram, for the Giants, a guy that uh, Manning likes to go to, especially near the goal line, he's out for the game today. He will not be playing for the New York Giants. They still have to worry about uh, Saquon Barkley. They still have to worry about... um, Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, Barkley, he knows that
3: he knows who number fifty-two is. One thing I can really say, he's as good as advertised. He can he can pass rush. He can he can do it all. Um, he's a versatile uh, defensive player, so uh, it's going to be exciting to, to go against go against him, and you know, see see what I got against a guy like that, and see what we got against a guy like that, and a defense like that. But um, you know, we believe in our coaches, we believe in ourselves, and uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball, um, that we're going to put ourselves in the right positions and make plays.
5: Well, there's one Pro Bowl vote Max got.
4: Yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. We're going to talk with uh, Paul Schwartz of the New York Post. We come back as he's been following the uh, Giants since I think 1994. He's been following them for a long, long time. So he'll this have his is my spin. last year. He'll have a he'll have his spin on what Look, he thinks. Start, start if, calling him the embalmer. <laughs> is going wrong with the New York Giants. They are 3-8. and eight. They play host to the Bears. A noon kickoff as the Bears try to make it six straight victories as they take on the Giants today. It's Mongo and Fred. Don't forget, we've got Mongo's man-ups coming up around 10.45. We also have Yurko's keys to the game. Lots
0: more to get to right here on ESPN 1000. Chicago's NFL Game Day with Fred Hubner and Steve Mongo McMichael on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. Welcome back
4: in. Mongo and Fred Huebner here on ESPN 1000. It's official now for all those who are worried. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is inactive for the game today. We'll have the other inactives in just a little bit for the Chicago Bears. We know that two of them are guys that didn't travel uh, Sherrick McManus and also um, Benny Cunningham. Well, it's not, not make good the for the
5: special teams, baby. No. And That's it, you know, not good. That's like Mack and Hicks being out for the defense. You think not about good.
4: it. There, are, there were times that um, when one of the Bears' secondary guys went out, if a corner went down, Sherrick McManus had to come in. He actually made an interception this mm. year when he came in filling in for a guy. So that also hurts the depth on uh, the secondary. So hopefully they don't need it uh, today as they take on the Giants. We're going to talk more Giants football in just a minute. Here's the inactives for the Bears. Mitchell Trubisky, Kevin White's not uh, not active today. He hasn't been active wow. even when he was active. Uh, Sherrick McManus, Benny Cunningham, we mentioned. uh, Rashad Coward, the offensive lineman. Also, Javon Wims, the wide receiver, and uh, Nick Williams. Chase Daniels getting his second start. Uh, Keem Hicks is active. Adam Shaheen active. Aaron Lynch is active. All those guys. So that's a good thing. The Bears with four tight ends on the the roster. Shaheen, Burton, Broniker, and Brown. And... um, We'll see if they use more of their their um, fullback today too, Michael Burton. Yeah. Maybe uh, if they're going to run the ball, put Michael Burton in there and uh, open some holes for the uh, the Bears running. You know game.
5: what I think about when I think about that receiver White?
4: How long has he been here? Three years. I think this is his third. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
5: I think of rate of return. How many millions did they give him? And he's caught one pass. Yeah. Wow.
4: Now it, it may be his fourth. Uh, yeah. It all it all just
5: recovers skew and
4: pales into yeah. inactive yeah he was he was he was a first round pick in uh 15 so 15 16 17 wow. 18 this is his fourth year wow yeah it's uh it's been brutal hey. he's been hurt so often but he's never been convicted of stealing huh well he does have 24 career catches see that's how you get away with it right
5: there <laughs> people you know how people watch that id channel and I guarantee you, bad people watching that. Well, that they did that wrong. I won't do that.
0: Yeah.
4: Well, just watch old White and how to steal money. There you go. That it is a way. He has been uh, getting a lot of money paid for him. We're trying to look up and confirm how many how many takeaways the eighty five Bears had. And one of the numbers we came up with is sixty. We're still working on oh. uh, trying to confirm it look. because they list they list fumbles and fumble recoveries, but you also get list you also recover your own fumble so there are times Yeah if you there.
5: make them fumble and they recover it that's right. a fumble but it's not a takeaway Right I promise you it's you know the bears are number 1 in the league in takeaways right now Yeah We're st- they still got to go double what
4: they got to catch us Yeah they lead the NFL with 29 takeaways and 20 interceptions Bears are tied for first with 15 forced fumbles Yeah
3: Um
4: You know what
5: you got like the scum times this last weekend had had the advertisement you know you open up the paper and it's my defense there's a picture of yeah. me and the the Bears defense sure. talking about this new defense how they compare don't you know why don't be quick to anoint somebody you uh-huh. know why they f- the look out yeah look out because you know in the first place you you get a team to start thinking they're the greatest now they're going to come into trap games yeah Yep. That's what happened to us in Miami. Sure. We didn't think there was no way in hell that was going to happen. Ooh, there's all kind of things. It can happen. It can. Don't anoint until, you know, it's just like I think about the Heisman Trophy. Why did they give that trophy out before the national championship game? Because the guy that wins that game should get the Heisman Trophy if he's
4: played good all year. Yeah. <sighs> I understand, but they do the same thing in baseball. They do the same thing in all sports, well, I think. They base it on the regular season, not well, on the playoffs. You know what
5: they are it on, Fred? How much money they're gonna make for the people showing up at that banquet.
0: Nah. Oh you know, they yeah. They don't
5: care about that. Oh, baby. They don't care about money, do they? Oh ho ho. <laughs> how ma- how many tickets are gonna sell at that banquet?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know that uh
5: You know, because after the college season's over the fever's gone, and your guy, did, your guy didn't
4: win. Who's going to buy that ticket? Well, there were people yesterday who were thinking that uh, the kid from uh, the quarterback from Ohio State should have a chance. But, you know, not with the kid in Alabama. I mean, the kid in Alabama, even though he got hurt yesterday. You know you know, who's going to be one of them kids like Joe
5: Montana? He wins the national championship, but he's too small to play pro football. Who, the guy Alabama? So he don't get drafted to the third or fourth or fifth round. And then he comes in the league and lights it up. You know why? As a kid, who drops it in the bucket, Fred. Yeah, I'm not talking about throws it around the bucket forty yards downfield. It goes in the bucket. Yeah,
4: well, no, you're right. You're right about that. Hey, let's let's go talk more about the uh, New York Giants and what they have uh, to for the Bears to worry about as they take on the uh, Giants today. As we go on out to MetLife Stadium, uh, Paul Schwartz from the New York Post. Paul, how are you today?
8: I'm good. Kinda rainy, misty, uh fairly warm, soggy day here at life in New Jersey. Um,
4: you, you guys got a couple of weapons. I know that when Barkley and Odell Beckham Junior, I know a lot of people were to they were wondering where um Saquon Barkley went in the second half last week. How are the Giants coming into this game today?
8: Uh well, they got those two studs, right, who were, you know, put put uh lump in the throat of opposing defenses. Unfortunately they don't have uh enough studs up on the offensive line, so a lot of the, uh, uh, you know, the, the engine doesn't get going too much, you know what I mean? they got they got high-powered wheels on this vehicle, but the engine doesn't get going often enough because the offensive line's not good enough. So, uh, you know, it's it's been basically a year where the Giants have not scored enough points to win games uh, despite what looks like pretty darn good numbers for Barkley and Odell Beckham.
5: Well, we didn't bring up Eli Manning there, did we, baby? <laughs> this is what I want to ask you. It's getting close to Christmas. What college quarterback is on the Giants' wish, wish list?
8: Well, we'll see. It's a, uh, you know, that was the question last year as well, and they did not go for a quarterback. Uh, so, look, be, where are the Giants going to be picking? Right now they're fifth. Are they going to be fourth? Are they going to be third? Are they going to be sixth? Uh, you know, this class is not uh, regarded as highly as last year, Uh although if you watched james uh, if you watched um uh, the uh ohio state quarterback yesterday yeah. he certainly made a case for himself uh herbert if it comes out from oregon uh you know mm-hmm. those are the two guys who a lot of people like the oh, best so we shall say yeah. you're right it's um it's time it's probably time to move on and to think about the future and uh the future's probably not on the roster
5: well you know every team needs multiple weapons and you know, getting Saquon Barkley last year wasn't the worst thing in the world. You know, the Giants fans wanted a quarterback last year, but you can draft him the year after you get that great running back. Now you've got a tan that can win you some games, right?
8: Yeah, well, look, it, 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 you're right. There was a school of thought that the Giants should draft a quarterback, but it had nothing to do with – Barkley as a player. I mean, every opposing coach before and after they play the Giants raves about Saquon oh, Barkley. You guys will see it today. Yeah. He is a stud. He's a different kind of cat. He, you know, there's a lot of good running backs in the league. I think Saquon has the potential to be better than all of them. Uh, so, he already is. Well, you know, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, his, his, yes, I mean, in a lot of ways, you know, people will say certainly uh you know, L.A., they'll say that, uh, you know, Gurley is better. Uh, you know, some people like Azizio uh, Elliott. But they, Saquon is just a different kind of guy. He's so big, he's so strong. He can take it to the house. And you know what, guys? He's also a great young man, great team player. He's the youngest guy in the roster at 21, and he wow. he acts like he's been around forever.
4: I was, I was taking a look at your piece uh, from the uh, from actually preview in this game. Are uh, you guys concerned at all that maybe they're uh, – it sounds silly – But he is a rookie. He is the youngest guy, but overusing him. 242 touches, third highest in the league. Is that something to be worried about?
8: Well, if you see him, I mean, his lower body looks like it was built, uh, you know, sculpted out of, uh, you know, something from the gods. I mean, he is just a big, powerful man. So, um, uh, And it's funny, last week he did not get enough touches in the second half, and all anyone was complaining about is they didn't give him the ball enough. So, no, I, I, I do think they have to be cognizant of that, but they are trying to squeeze out some wins here. Um, you know his high at, in, in rushing attempts is 27 uh he's caught as many as nine passes in a game you know he's a real dual threat he can catch it you know he, he's just got great hands he can run with it um i think they're they're cognizant of it but they will try to you know they're trying to squeeze out wins here and they'll give it to him as much as they think he uh he can handle
5: did you did you guys see him throw out that first pitch with them shorts on <laughs> I haven't seen quad muscles like that on a midget in my life. <laughs> He's, he's, Good he's, Lord, uh,
8: I'm telling you, his his lower body is so strong, and and you know what? If you're going go to go load to tackle him, if you're going to put an arm tackle on this guy as a safety or a cornerback, you forget it. You're going to come out bruised, and he's going to come out still running. So uh, he is, and he's fast. He's got great speed. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's why they consider him a quote unquote generational player.
5: That's why they're all comparing him to Barry Sanders that first jump cut move at the line of scrimmage he gets separation and they ain't no other running back in the league got that my friend
8: yeah it's 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 true and uh, but you know he's so much of a bigger man than Barry Sanders you know yeah. I mean? I mean, people want it's not I don't love the comparison just because it's it's uh, Barry Sanders was was so unique and so small I mean he's thick but small this guy this guy can run over you Barry Sanders just ran around you.
4: <laughs> Paul Schwartz, New York Post, another minute or two here on ESPN 1000. So, uh, what he's
5: saying is he's buried it better than Barry Sanders, my
4: friend. That's what he said. Holy cow. He, get, get, go, hot off the presses. No. Paul Schwartz says he's better than Barry Sanders.
8: No, no, no I said he's better. I said he's different. So yes, maybe, I know. Uh, maybe, Come maybe on, go 10,000 10, yards from now, maybe we'll stick the discussion, but not yet.
5: Good question. When when you put yourself on the record and you come out right, that's when you sound like a genius, my friend. Yeah. Uh,
8: Well, let's use this. Look, if you come out better, then I you play this tape and and cut out my uh, disclaimer.
2: Yes, (laughs) we will. There's no doubt. Ten years from now, we'll see. Yeah. You know, uh,
4: the comments made by Odell Beckham Jr., I know that you guys probably know that when you go to Odell, he's always going to give you something. And last week, him saying, you know, that they would have loved to attack – uh, the Eagles in the second half. How is he and Shermer getting along? Is that is that going to last? Is that going to be able to live together? These two.
8: Well, they're not firing Pat Shermer, and they just gave the guy a ninety-five million dollar contract. Okay. So, you know, you know, you know, if, uh, you know, when you you have those marriage vows, you better not have one foot out the door, right? You better you better be a little bit committed here. Uh, I I think you know Pat Shermer an old school guy, and I think I know at times that you know you wish Odell would just you know keep his mouth quiet and, and just or just say, say the things that he thinks a player should say, you know, he, he's, you know, but you know what? Odell is a positive influence, uh, on the field. Look, with all the stuff that's going on in the NFL with bad actors and things, Odell is nothing like that. Nothing at all like that. He says some things. He's a moody guy. He, he tries to play it both ways. Sometimes he says some things that, that, that you know, that people don't like, but, um, He leaves it all out on the field, and he plays hard, and uh, he's a tremendous player. So, yeah, he he just, look, they, they knew this going in, and they gave the guy the big contract, so... You got to you got to accept some of the good and some of the bad with the good.
5: I know what you're talking about being a team leader, and it's just not about keeping your mouth shut. It's about what you instigate on your teammates. He shouldn't have took them all down there for that boat ride, should he? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,
8: in retrospect, absolutely yeah. not. Hello, no. absolutely. A not. young man a learns after you after you win the Super Bowl, yeah. you can go on as many boat rides as yeah. you want, right? Young
4: man learns. Yeah, young they man do. learns. Yep. Paul, we appreciate you jumping on for a couple of minutes. Thanks. Have a good game today. All right, thank you. Well, Take not care. too good. <laughs> Paul Schwartz of the New York Post nice enough to join us talk a little bit about the uh, Giants as uh yeah, they they do have the offensive weapons. Now defensively, I don't know that they can shut down the Bears offense, but I the Bears are going to be Bears are going to be tested because uh if they allow Eli Manning any time to throw the ball, which hopefully they don't. But if they do, he's got weapons. Right. And, you know, you mentioned. Oh, you know, the lasses
5: can get it done if oh, you let him. He
4: can. He's uh, another one that runs around like a baby giraffe. Oh, he's been sacked 38 times. That's why. But the last three games, he's got a quarterback passer rating of 115.2, 72% completions, six touchdowns, just one interception. Yeah. When, when you say, when
5: you mention Odell Beckham, like it's like a negative mentality. We need to go downfield. In other words, everybody's singing "Me, Me," throw it to me. Yeah, but they're throwing it more downfield than what's his rating now. Yeah, so. Yeah, maybe one fifteen over the so, last three weeks. So maybe o- Odell knows a little something. Yeah, you I know, think I think that, he may. That bleach blonde hair ain't messing with his brain.
4: In other words, <laughs> not just yet. Yeah. we come back. It's time for Mongo's man ups. We delayed it just a little bit. Right, Mongo's we, man ups coming up. We were up. just
5: talking about him.
4: Yes, it? we did. We uh, have Mongo's man ups. Don't forget, we're here till noon. You want to jump on in three one two three three two three seven seven six. Bears and Giants. Are you concerned? I am going into this game. They got guys to shut down. We'll talk about yeah. it here any. ESPN. Yeah, when
5: those out of town I get those out of town reporters to laugh, is that a, a their insulted laugh or their entertained <laughs> laugh? I don't know. I think he's entertained, but okay. if
4: Saquon Barkley gets well, puts up better numbers look, than Barry Sanders, he'll be looking I, for us.
5: I know the yellow journalism that comes out of the New York Post, my friend. <laughs> oh.
4: Come on, don't, they are the ones with page 3 girls, right? No. Well, the difference between the Tribune and the Sun
0: Times here? Uh-huh. Think about it. Okay. ESPN 1000. <laughs> Mungo's Man-Ups. Steve Mungo McMichael brings you his key matchups to today's Bears game. Mungo's Man-Ups. Nobody is tougher than Mungo. Mungo's Man-Ups. A little
4: bit delayed, but we've got them for you as we do each and every week. Mongo's Man-Ups, the Bears and the Giants. Nobody's tougher than Mongo, huh? <laughs> That's I what
5: they I just found say. out my little girl is because she got my butt out of bed last night to go see Ralph Breaks the Internet. There you go. And I walked out of that co- you know, that cartoon, and a guy recognized me. Hey, Mongo. Did you really? So what story you think he's spilling?
2: <laughs> Mongo's going to see cartoons. He did see that you had your daughter. No, I knew, knew I'm losing it. Yeah, he did well, see Well, Her and you- her friend were walking out okay. ahead of me. Okay. Well,
4: as long wow. as I didn't think you were so going by yourself. <laughs> no, so it looked like I walked out of there by, by myself. Yourself. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Here's Mongo the tough big bad bear yeah. going to watch Ralph breaks the internet. Nobody's
5: tougher than Mongo, huh? <laughs> so what do you got the today? The guy. <laughs> what do you got today uh, from Mongo's man-ups? Oh, we just talked about the, rec- you know, if we want to stop Saquon Barkley, we're going to have to put some guys in the box, baby. So that means our two corners, Mookamore and Fuller, are going to be out there by themselves on, on Odell Beckham. Uh-huh. They better man up. They better man, you know, I'm not talking about I'm so scared I got to get 20 yards deep get up on him, hand check him because the time that the quarterback needs to find him Eli Manning is the time that the rush gets to him. Yep. You understand? Don't just sit back there and let him run a little five, a little slant pattern or a little out pattern where he gets it off before 3 seconds. Get up there and get on him and make sure the timing and rhythm of that play is messed up and Eli's got to stand there and look for somebody else. Or wait for him to sure. get some space. That's how you man up. I'm not talking about getting in zone defense thinking you're going to stop that. Because they're going to throw slant patterns to him all day if you do that. And you move the chains first down, first down. And then when you think, i got to get the safety over the top of it, Eli Manning sees that. Where do you think he's going to audible to? Because that safety ain't in the box. Yeah. Here comes Saquon Barkley.
4: Yep. All right. And and you gotta watch Barkley out of the backfield too, because as they mentioned, he's got seventy one receptions already this year. Seventy one catches. I'm ninety nine percent sure that's more than well, anybody on the Bears. This is what I'm talking about. You know what that means? The other teams are worried
5: about how Eli's throwing the ball to Odell Beckham, you know, like forcing it to him. Yeah. Because he knows if if Odell Beckham ain't happy with Eli, he's out of town, baby. He don't even get to stay next year and the quarterback they're going to draft sit on the bench and learn from him and mentors from Eli. They'll have him out of town. So he's going he gonna to force the ball to Odell, Yeah, making sure Odell's all right with him being there next year because that's
4: the guy that's in charge now, brother. 71 catches for Saquon Barkley. The Bears' leading receiver has 51. Yeah, 20 fewer well, catches. Now, the, the Bears do have it spread around a lot. But. You, know, you know what that means? I told you. They're back there
5: over the top of Odell. Right. All right? Now, ooh, the progression of it. Can't throw it there. Over the middle, can't throw it because they're in the box.
4: Can't throw it there. Dump it to the running back. Yep, and there he goes. That's what that means. Yep. So they got to keep an eye on both of those guys today. So your man-ups are uh, Amukamara and Fuller. Fuller's been stepping up five interceptions this year. They've both been playing
5: good, baby. Yeah. But it's that plane. I'm not talking about you covering somebody in a zone. I'm talking about get up on his butt. And he might you, he might get some separation after you're up on him. But yeah. it takes longer than three seconds. Sure. Eli Manning's on the ground.
4: Yeah. Well, you certainly you know, hope so.
5: You know what Buddy used to say about our 46 defense? Because teams that watch the film, there'd be open receivers running wide open. Right. Maybe. Buddy called them decoys. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Quarterbacks on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Those are just decoys. Yeah. That's nice. So the, uh, the Mago man-ups, the cornerbacks uh, for the Chicago Bears. Game gets underway at 12 noon, and uh we come back, we'll talk more about the Giants. We'll also take a look at the NFC North. Three other games today. The Bears will be interested in most of them as they have a nice lead right now, but they'll be keeping uh, an eye on the game later on I this love. afternoon.
5: Isn't it nice to have – you can afford to lose a trap game and still be leading the division? Yeah.
4: Doesn't happen very for this team. Or was the last time it
5: happened? Well, in recent memory, (laughs) in anybody's memory, you know, that's how the brain damage coming on. Maybe the glass is half full because you've seen and done things you want to forget. Right. All right. Yep. Now these these fox years they'll they'll fade (laughs) eventually. Eventually they will. Mine goes. What was the name of that genius coach they had here? It's already (laughs) faded.
4: Oh, he come from Canada. Oh my God! Great yeah. Cup winner. Yeah, I forgot his name oh, for yeah. a while. See, then. you already forgot. Now brought brought you're bringing him back. Uh, we'll talk more about that. We're here till noon.
0: Mongo and Fred on ESPN 1000. This is Chicago's NFL game day on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. Team
1: that have won Super Bowls, you've been Whoa!
5: out, balls out. Oh, my. Keep your helmet on, kid. NFL yes. game day.
3: Oh, big hit. That's bad defense. Now that was vicious. They win with defense.
0: This is Chicago's NFL game day on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com.
4: Welcome back in. Fred Hubner, along with Steve Mongo McMichael. I got a question for you, Steve, about what the, they just said there. Um i got a question about for you, too.
5: Who was that announcer that just related, oh, that was vicious, like he had a problem with it? Yeah, I, I oh, I missed it. What was he, a baseball yeah, announcer? Sure. No, 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 it was a football guy. All right, well, I'm not sure who it was. Realize but... you're going to see Vicious playing football. Oh, yeah. What, there ain't no problem with that. That's what football is about. Right. Not vicious. violence. Vicious. That's a crime. Right. Vicious self-preservation. Yep.
4: Three one two three three two three seven seven six. You want to jump on in if you're concerned about the game today, Bears and the New York Giants. The game gets underway at twelve noon from MetLife Stadium. We will also take a look at the other games around the NFC North. But I had a question for you because I was thinking about this the other day. Do does does defense still win championships you look at all the high scoring games you look at the teams that are out there with big records like the Saints and the Rams and the chiefs and they're all offense do defenses still win championships
5: did you see the Rams and the chiefs play on that Monday night yeah did you see any defense there were three defensive touchdowns but it, this is what I'm this is yeah. what I'm alluding to here okay all right most of the game both of them teams are up and down the field no defense right the 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 three defensive plays the Rams made help them win the game. Yeah, you know the two strip sacks by Darren Donald right. and the other play, and then the interception. But that's not you know when you think of defense, that means you you're shutting them down the whole game. Right, that don't happen no more. Yeah, it's just a few plays in them series that you don't even got to get a turnover. Just make them punt. Right. So your other your t- your offense gets another possession that they don't get,
4: uh-huh. and you you limit the possessions. That's how defense wins now. See, because uh, like, years ago, the Ravens won a Super Bowl. Everybody talks about the great Ravens defense. Yeah, they
5: shut that team's down just yeah. like my defense did the whole
4: game. Right. So, but that doesn't yeah, – there's – the Bears have a really well, it's good defense.
5: It's the rules Fred. Right.
4: Yeah. They're hamstrung.
5: Right. Jeez. Listen to this. Half the guys on my defense would have been suspended. <laughs> oh,
4: yeah. <laughs> Fancic. Yeah. Yeah. There's They'd no... have to fill out a whole new roster. Yeah. Yeah. They would have all been suspended. Um there was a caller to uh, New York radio station uh, and Mike Francesa from WFAN. They were talking about the game. And uh, for some reason, Mike must not have been watching the Bears much this year. Listen to what he says. Here's the caller with Mike Francesa.
6: I know in the old days, a great defense could probably beat a team like that. This year, with saying Chicago being the best defense in the NFC argument. State. Could they, you know, beat a team like New Orleans? Saints aren't a good defense. I mean Chicago's not a good defense. They have a good pass rush. They're not a good defense. It's a big difference. You know, they 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 are a good they're a good they have a good pass rush. That that's what they have. They they don't have a really, if, if they don't get to the quarterback, they're going to get cut to ribbons otherwise.
5: This is what I want to tell you. Did
4: you hear that accent?
5: Yeah. That's New York.
4: Yeah, no.
6: That
5: ain't
4: Chicago. Right. You right. understand? Yeah. All right, but how can how can anybody have seen the Bears play this year and has someone say that the Bears don't have a good defense? It's not all the pass rush. Maybe maybe he's reading the uh, the, there, the notes of just Khalil Mack. Does
5: anybody think the Cowboys have a better defense than the Bears? No, no. Held the Saints to ten points, huh? Yeah. yeah, they did. Hello, yeah. Defense
4: won that game. Yeah, it sure did. There's no doubt about that one. It can still happen. Yeah. But it's out of the ordinary now. Yeah, it's definitely out of the ordinary. It doesn't happen all that often. Let's take a look at the games that are being played today around the NFC North. Rams at Lions. Ah, the Rams are 10-1, and 1 and they go to Detroit to take on the 4-7 and 7 Detroit Lions. Oh, hold on, Fred. I want to say something. Francesa, you're a moron. <laughs> Thank you. Every year, people tell me, the Detroit Lions, oh, they're getting better. They Detroit Lions again. The Detroit Lions suck, and they're going to suck for a long time. Okay, They're not a good team. Uh, and they get to host the LA Rams or have l- you ever been today. To, you've been to Detroit, have you? I've been to Detroit. It, it, I've never been to Windsor. It, it, I've d- driven through Windsor. It, I've never been to you Windsor. know
5: Windsor. Not just the team. The whole town promotes losing. Yeah. All right. They say that they're working on it. Yeah. It's getting
4: better. Well, working on it. Yeah factories still open?
5: (laughs) Yeah, there are. Because that place is almost a ghost town now, brother. Yeah.
4: Uh, Todd Gurley leads the NFL. 17 scrimmage touchdowns so far this year. Jared Goff coming in for the Rams. He's thrown two-plus touchdown passes in five straight games. That's one shy of the longest streak of his career. Thank you, Gurley. And Aaron Donald leads the NFL. A defensive tackle leads the NFL with 14 and a half sacks. Wow. Three more than any other player, and the second most by a defensive tackle through 11 games since individual sacks became an official stat back in 1982. You remember this guy, Keith Millard, back in 1989. 18 sacks. He, well, he had 15 here, but maybe he had 18 in a different and spot. Yeah, so that that's pretty darn amazing. Um, Brandon Cooks for the Rams. He needs 36 receiving yards to become the first player in NFL history with 1,000 receiving yards in three straight seasons with three different teams. Wow. He was <laughs> with the Saints, then the Patriots, and now the Rams. So we'll see what happens there. This is... Um, the Rams are looking for their second eleven and one start uh in franchise history. They also started at eleven one in nineteen sixty nine, which
2: yeah. nobody remembers.
5: You know what other defensive tackle in the history of pro football had fifteen sacks in one year? Jim Osborne. Oh, did he really? He's got the sing you know, yeah. the 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 year record for you know, I've got the career record at defense sure. sacks, but he's got this the single season, 15 sacks in one year. That's pretty good. Oh. When him and Wally Chambers played together, you know why? All they did was rush the passer ever down. Yeah. And the linebacker, middle linebacker Hicks, who nobody heard of. How you think that? <laughs> who Singletary took his place? He was catching and fishing trying to stop the run. Yeah. And they couldn't do it. That's why they <laughs> got beat. But they're rushing. To... This is Keith Millard. They're, they run an over defense where he's always in the three gap and rushing the passer every play. Right. But why they didn't win? Because they couldn't stop the run doing it. Sure. Sure. That's all.
4: They got to the quarterback. You know how many
5: sacks? You know how many sacks I could have had in my career if I'd have left Singletary on his own. <laughs> you know, oh, here, here's a run, and I've got to hold the jump through. We called it. You know, the, yeah. Two of them going to hit me to make sure I didn't make the play first, and then one of them was going to try to get off and shield. I just hold them. Yeah. So Singletary running free. If I every play, even though I saw that, if I'd have just rushed the passer up the field, hoping sure. it was a play action, double the sacks I had.
4: Singletary would have had to work more. Well,
5: maybe nobody ever heard of him. <laughs>
4: um, I'm looking for something from one of the other games. Well, let's fi- finish up this with the Rams and the Lions. Um The uh, Lions have lost four of their last five games. on Johnson missed last week with a sprained knee, and I'm pretty sure he is inactive for today's game. Uh, Detroit has not been a double-digit underdog since week 10 of 2015, but uh, they are today. I'm pretty sure they are favored. uh, They are are the underdog by double digits. Why do mothers put their monikers on their
5: kids because they think it's cool? You know, because... Carry mom but just left an R out instead of calling him Crayon. Huh? Carry
4: on Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh when he's out there, he's he's pretty darn good. Uh huh? th- this is the first time in Dominican Sue actually plays his original NFL team. Uh Dominican Sue going for the Rams against the Lions in Detroit. I'm sure he'll get a, a warm reception. Jeez. Mm. <laughs> they were not happy that he uh, <laughs> eventually left. That one. I always always hate that when, oh, it's a payback game. Yeah.
5: Uh, Why?
4: Every game. Because they're on another team. It means
5: they didn't do nothing for the team they were on. So why is it a payback game? What would you
4: do? Um, Sean McVay asked if he believes that uh, Todd Gurley can can and will win the MVP for his Rams. Yeah, you know,
2: I, I'm not a I'm not a voter for that. I know that he's certainly a very important player to us and I think it just is predicated on uh, how you deem, you know, what is the most valuable based on the team. We've got a lot of players that are extremely important to us. We're certainly glad that, that Todd is our running back. Uh, as far as, you know, who should be available for, you know, MVP and not, you know, that's, that's not for me to say. And uh, I know that he's a very good football player that's instrumental in a lot of things that we do and, uh, you know, couldn't be happier to work with a player like him.
4: Yeah, wow. Todd Gurley is a pretty you know, darn good
5: player. That V in that MVP, most valuable, means if you don't play, your team loses, Fred. Yeah. Okay? Now, if Gurley don't play or Howard don't play, how valuable is that? Because the other teams ain't letting them do nothing anyway. Right. You understand? I don't know. The most valuable player to, to me is if he don't play, you don't win.
4: Now, who is that? Well, the Bears have won five in a row. So anybody that... So I guess it wouldn't be Trubisky or Mac. Uh, how many games the New Orleans
5: Saints win without Drew Brees?
4: Yeah, I don't know that they've won any. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty valuable, pretty darn valuable. Hey, at Lambeau Field, they get a visit from Arizona Cardinals at Packers. And the uh, Cardinals come in. They're 2-9. The Packers, they need to win all their the rest of their games. <laughs> and, and Aaron Rodgers actually said, well, we need to do this, need to do yeah, this. It, then we're going to Chicago where we've won before. You know You know how you say it, it's
5: not a good thing to look ahead? Yeah. Well, that's all he did in that interview. Yeah. We got to go here. He named off every team that we're going to play after the next one. He week. knew everybody. That, that's a bad
4: thing. Yeah, it is a Take bad thing. Take them one at a time. Yep. Maybe that's their problem. The one thing Aaron Rodgers has done is he hasn't thrown any interceptions. 286 pass attempts without an interception. The longest streak in his career. But 20.6% of his passes have been off target during the streak. The league average is 16 so, 20% of his passes off target.
5: The worst thing while they're losing, you brought it up, and we weren't even on air. Boy, he's had a lot of passes dropped this year by yeah. no name guys. No name
4: guys. You don't even know who these people are. No. The, not, the Packers make that have the third easiest remaining schedule, according to ESPN's Power Football Index. They do have one guy that's uh, stepping up. Aaron Jones, the running back, leads the NFL yards per rush with six yards per rush. That would be the highest rate in the season in the Packers' history with a minimum yeah. of 100 rushes. Do uh, they
5: update these uh, schedules like... I know at the beginning of the year, oh, he got they got a tough schedule. It changes as well, we go along. Well, so yeah. good because you know at the beginning of the year, oh, we got the Philadelphia Eagles.
4: I know. Don't mean the same thing no. now, does it? Yeah, it changes as the season goes along because each and every week uh, it changes. The Eagles are definitely not a team uh, that they were coming into the season. Rodgers talks about the uh, offensive struggles the Packers have been going through.
9: Well, I think the production's been uh, been pretty good at times. You know, we had a good stretch of uh, games where. You know, putting a lot of yards up. The problem has been the play production. You know, our yards per play has been up. Uh, we're just getting, you know, high 40s and 50s uh, amounts of, of plays. And when you haven't had many plays in a game, you're not going to have a type of uh, uh-huh. yardage production. So if you have to look at reporter, what's causing that. You know what I'd say? And a lot of it is our third down production. It just hasn't been very good. I think if you, if you are able to improve in that, everything else goes up. Production goes up. First downs obviously goes up. Plays per game goes up. Um, and when you break that down, it's been, uh, like I said, after the game. You know, there's been uh, some detail issues. There's been some, um, you know, schemes that uh, that didn't line up. Uh-oh. Um, and there's been some bad throws. Oh. And some protection errors. Wow. Put all that together, and that's where we're at on third down. He admitted to well, bad
5: throws. At, at least he came in to blaming himself just like at the first. He was blaming the defense. Yeah. And then blaming McCarthy. Uh-huh. You hear, if I was a yellow journalist, a vulture. Oh, Aaron Rodgers blames the defense and the head coach. <laughs> there
4: you go. Yeah. Uh, the one thing the Packers have done very, very well this year, uh, play at Lambeau. They've won their games at Lambeau. Yeah. They're unbeaten this year at Lambeau. They have not won on the road this season, so they have that game. That is also a, a noon kickoff for the Packers, trying to improve on their 4-6-1 and one record. One other game, and it's a biggie. Uh. We, so big, we've got it for you here later on today on ESPN 1000. The Vikings they got a tough opponent.
0: Vikings at Patriots.
4: Yeah, should be a good game. Probably the game of the week. Vikings are six four and one. They go to New England to take on the Patriots, who are eight and three. Kirk Cousins and Tom Brady. They're putting up similar numbers. One area, Cousins separates himself. He has the lowest the lowest off target percentage. Remember, I mentioned how um, you know, Rodgers was twenty percent off target. Cousins is only 10.2% off-target, which is the lowest off-target percentage in the NFL. Brady has the highest rate at 22%. Wow. Well, well, you wouldn't think Tom Brady is the highest yeah, off-rate target.
5: You know, he's watched those damn fantasy movies so much, maybe he's actually come up with some wizard act. I don't know.
4: <laughs> the uh, Vikings facing Brady this week after beating Aaron Rodgers in Week 12. They are the seventh team to face Brady and Rodgers back-to-back. The previous six combined to go 2-8, and eight, and neither won both games. So it's yeah, against well, the, you know, the chances of the Vikings knocking off the Patriots today would uh, that would be uh, one of a t- one of a kind. It hasn't that, happened yet. This is where
5: Brady's modus operandi will come back to haunt him with that Viking pass rush. You know how Brady buys time in the pocket, moving around. Yeah. That don't work against
4: the Vikings, maybe. No, no, it's going to be a good game. Vikings and Patriots, we got it here on ESPN 1000, about 320. Uh, Kirk Cousins completing 65.7% of his passes when pressured this season, which would be the best rate over a full season by any player in the last decade. Uh, He's completed 22 of 30, 73% of his passes while under pressure when he's targeting Adam Thielen. Now, how much of that has to do with Adam Thielen just catching everything? He's been amazing. Uh, how
5: much it has to do with everybody underestimating how quick and fast that kid is, and when he breaks,
4: he gets separation. It's amazing how fast this kid is. How he open grabs everything. he is. I know. When you know they're throwing the ball to <laughs> him. They're throwing the ball to him, and there he is. He's always wide open. He's on a pace for 135 receptions and 1,655 yards. A- 135 yeah. receptions? That would break the wow. Vikings single season record held by Chris Carter. Carter's is 122. He did it in 94 and 95. Randy Moss... He had 1,632 yards receiving. Thielen's on a pace for 1,655.
5: So Carter had 120, what how many? Times? 122. Well, that dispels of what Buddy Ryan thought. All he does is score touchdowns.
4: Yeah. You
5: remember that? I do. Wow. You I do. Rid- all he does is score touchdowns and get rid of him. Yeah. Well, you know what that was. Yeah. The personal.
4: He is. He was having some uh, serious, uh, some serious yeah, drug he problems. Was, he was self medicating. Yes, yeah. he was. Uh, right now, the Vikings five and two since their one two and one start. As for the Patriots, Brady is four and zero oh in his career against the Vikings. The Vikings rank second in NFL defensive efficiency. Uh, Vikings lead the NFL in red zone defense, and uh, one guy that. The Bears got lucky, even though the Bears lost to the Patriots. I thought they were lucky that Sony Michelle went out of that game because he was able to do whatever he wanted to. Michelle had a career high 133 rushing yards last week, his third 100 yard rushing game of the season. He would have got 100 yards against the Bears if he would have stayed playing. Yeah, because he was he was just running it up, and the, the Patriots. 10 game winning streak at home their longest since 2012 and 2014. Uh Mike Zimmer talks about consistency and how important it is for his team.
9: Well, defensively we've climbed quite a bit, you know, and since uh we've started out the year, but um in offensively we're, you know, we're kind of in the middle somewhere, but uh, you know, I I think that uh, you know, last week was a good week. You know, what we have to do is maintain consistency offensively. I feel like you know, there's been some games that we've played really well, and then you know, and then we'll sputter for a little bit. So you know, I think the consistency is the most important thing.
4: Yeah, five and two, not bad. I mean, the Bears have got a five-game winning streak. Patriots are, I mean, uh, the Vikings five and two going into this game with the Patriots. Brady talking about that. the Vikings defense he's going against.
3: They're pretty good. I mean, I think they rush really good with their front four. But they uh, they also got some real good scheme stuff. So, it's, you know, you got to prepare for both. You know, sometimes they look like they're coming and they don't, but you still got to deal with They're really good players up front. Um, sometimes they do come and they got to deal with their linebackers or safeties. So it's challenging defense. They've been really good for a long time since Coach Emmer's really since he's been in the league. And uh, it's a big challenge. So good in the red area, good on third down. Um, been top ranked for a long time. So we got our hands full.
4: He never sounds very rattled,
3: does he? No.
5: Well, <laughs> hey, what guy in America
4: has it done like he does, brother? Yeah. Wow. It's been amazing wow. what he's been able to do, especially for a guy Look. that uh, when you saw him uh, when you saw him at the combine standing there in his in his underwear looked like a punter. Oh, he he, Looks like a baseball player. He basically, he did, yeah, he did not look like a football player. Yeah, and uh, and then you see what this guy's been um, able to do has been absolutely amazing. My
5: virtual, vulture journalist wants to go back to what Zimmer said. Okay, his whole his whole conversation. Zimmer blames
4: defense. I mean offense. offense. Zimmer blames the offense. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, the question was probably you know directed that way, but he yeah, it was the first thing. You know, he's not going to blame his defense. His defense is one of the best. His offense needs to get things figured out. You know,
5: he said the offense needs to be more consistent in one of the things he said. right. Well, what about the offensive coordinator being more consistent in the play calling? Yeah. Because, you know, the times you're consistent, I promise you those are the the basic plays they run in practice. You know, like, like Lombardi's power sweep. Sure, it's go to play, and then they're going to come up with some something they think is going to make them look like a genius, and it don't work. Well, that's yeah. the time when you're inconsistent.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're very inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, the Bears and the Giants going at it as it'll be a noon kickoff. Um, you Some more sound from the Bears as uh, Matt Nagy talking about a lot of things throughout the course of the week. And uh, let me see, he, he, he likes the way the defensive backs have been playing. Not only one or two of them, but everybody in the room.
7: Ed Donatel does an amazing job on the back end there um, with communicating to those guys. And he's very honest with those guys. And, and Communicate. He, uh, he puts an accountability to them. So when they're out there to practice, he wants them practicing hard. He's been doing, Ed's been doing this for a long time now, been a defensive coordinator and those guys know that. So, uh, you know, he, and, they just understand what he's looking for. If there's a technique that they're not doing the right way, he might say to them, "Hey, try this out, try that out." And there's instant credibility with him. Um, his communication is great with those guys, so they're in a good spot uh, collectively. That whole DB room, um, I, I always jump on in there and talk to them and just see where they're at mentally. And they're they're always in a they're they're in a good place right now.
4: Well, I know this is kind of a silly question to ask of you because your assist your your position coach basically. I mean, your defensive coordinator was Buddy Ryan, but the importance for Matt Nagy to come here and have guys like Ed Donatel and Vic Fangio, and then he brings in Mark Helfrich from, you know, Oregon who helps well, out in the offense. He, he side. was smart
5: enough to keep Fangio, my right, friend. Right, He was already here. To spend the money on him and make sure he stuck around. Well, you know, you've been on another team, but you're watching the defensive coordinator where you're going. Right. And you like that, maybe you should keep him. Huh? Yeah. Not reach, re- redo something. You know, because sometimes when you work on the engine and ain't nothing wrong with it, you mess it up. Well, I know I would. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, what, what, why is Zimmer bitching about his offensive inconsistency in Cousins when he had that kid last year and they thought they had to re-up? Yeah, Case Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. You understand? Took uh-huh. him to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Oh, we need better. Well, why are you bitching about what you thought was going to be better then?
4: And it ain't. And you think about it, and most people look at, uh, you know, the Vikings, and they see Cousins and Diggs and Thielen. And by the way, Stefan Diggs, who was listed as saying he would probably play today, apparently he woke up and his knee had some swelling in it overnight. So he's going to have to test that. So I know mean, that uh, after Jeff they Mel- drain it, he's yeah. going to. Well, Jeff Miller's probably listening. And, uh, or do I don't-
5: they do that anymore, Fred? Yeah, I
4: don't. I don't know. Oh. I never had to have my, my
5: knee drained. Um, well, I'm I'm saying in the NFL, yeah, the, you know the doctors are the first and final say if you're going to play or not. Yeah. Now you go in there with swelling on Sunday morning. Are they going to drain it or precaution? You ain't yeah, probably. I mean, you, well, you think about it. You know what happened back in my day. Where do you want me to
4: stick the needle? <laughs> Where do you want me to shoot you up? Where exactly do you want that? I had
5: that broken thumb, and I, we called him, his uh, Butch Fossier, we called him the butcher. Okay. He was smoking a cigarette in the training room as he was shooting up my thumb, and the ash <laughs> fell on my hand. I said, I will kill you. I think it was just a test. It was just a test to
4: see if your hand had been well, deadened yet. Well, he, I guess he was trying to cauterize it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nagy also talks. We talk about the defensive backs. He talks about the guy we've been talking about a lot today, and why not? He was the defensive player of the month in the NFC. It's Eddie Jackson.
7: His confidence is growing each week. Uh, he's he's an opportunistic guy. He studies a lot of tape. Uh, which I think sometimes can go can can become uh, undervalued in, in this game, and he does a great job at that. He's a student of the game, mm-hmm. uh, and he he uh, he recognizes when to take chances. So he is opportunistic, but he's smart in when to take chances and when not to. So he's been having a great year. Uh, I, I like where he's at. He's, 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 um, he's leading that back end, and the guys are having a lot of confidence in him.
4: Yeah, and you know It's funny because Amos was there, and they weren't sure if Jackson was going to work out or not. Well, Jackson's worked out so well at that safety position. And another guy that's worried about him, Eli Manning, because Manning's going to know where he's at. He has seen what uh, Eddie Jackson has done the last couple of weeks. Eli Manning, the Giants quarterback, was asked if Eddie Jackson is a gambler.
3: No, I don't think he gambles a lot of things. You know, he's just, you know, I think he's got good ball skills and, and kind of, uh, he does a good job of, of breaking on some things when he sees opportunities. So he's just, you know, around the right spot. And, uh, you know, I haven't seen every single one, uh, and how it happened, but, you know, um, you know, saw one last week where he just, uh, just in man coverage and took a good line at the, um, at the tight end and, and undercut the throw. So, um, but he's, you know, uh, their defense, you know, I think they got, I think they're first in the league in interceptions, so all, all the guys are around the ball and making plays.
4: Shouldn't he, as a quarterback, have seen more of uh, Eddie Jackson on film or something or in tape? Yeah, he's acting like he's acting like he saw it for the first. Yeah, he goes, "I saw it last week's. What was he watching the highlights at home? Oh. I mean, shouldn't yeah. he have seen some you, of the stuff?
5: You better watch every game film of the year. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this was early in the week well, and, you know, ho- before they well, had seen him. Eddie Jackson's hoping he only watched last week. Yeah, there's no doubt. You know. You know what they what they said? He's a student of the game. Yeah, boy, uh, that's a good thing. That's what I mean yeah. by pre snap read. Where do you think you learned that? And Studying, wa- yeah, watching your team
2: formation, and
5: where they're going to go with the ball out of that.
2: I asked. I asked
4: um, Zach Miller, uh, even though he's not playing this year, and I'll be with him again on Monday night. Tomorrow night, he's going to join me out in Oswego. We're going to be at scoreboards on uh, Ogden and Douglas tomorrow night from 6 to 8. He'll join me at 7 o'clock. But I asked him if on the plane, if they're still doing Because I had heard that by the time they get on the plane, they've already got all the plays broken down for each guy. They give them their own individual wow. iPad, and they're looking at all the plays That's that they were That's how fast they, they can
5: do it with their computer. Right.
4: Now. So he said that they sit there, and he said, you wouldn't believe it. You would think they'd be enjoying themselves and everything else after a win. He goes, coming back from Detroit, they're all looking at their iPads to see what they did right, what they did wrong. Yeah. They're studying them. I said, are you sure Tariq Cohen wasn't playing Fortnite or something? He said, well, Tariq, I think, he said Tariq was was multitasking. He was looking at what his plays were, and then on his phone he was probably playing a video game. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, the, you know what? Well, They're having fun right now. They're having a lot of fun right now. They've won five in a row. They want to win six. Uh, it's... It's different when the uh, the Chicago Bears are winning. Uh, we all know about that. Uh, everybody in town is a Bears fan, and we'll talk more about the Bears. We come back. Guess There's what a else? Lot we more got more people smiling around town. Yeah, plus they're smiling because it's sunny. It was supposed well, to be raining all day. What the hell's going on? No. It's nice outside. At least as long as it's nice enough while well, you get look, in my car and get home. Look, why, why do you think the the clouds have
5: parted? And the sunshine is on Chicago. Yeah. Bears are winning, my friend. Bears are winning. So the sun is shining. You know, that's God being on your side.
4: Yeah. God's got to realize that the game's in New York. But oh, well. <laughs> when We come back. We'll hear Yurko's keys. He does them each and every week. A guy that played the game. He has his keys to a Bears' victory. We'll listen. Then we come back. Mongo and Fred, 312 3323
0: 776 here on ESPN 1000. Chicago's NFL Game Day with Fred Hubner and Steve Mongo McMichael on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. Ah, you know it's a big game in MetLife Stadium when Bill Murray comes out
4: and shows shows up. People are posting pictures. Bill Murray in his Bears warm-up um, Bears jacket. Whoa. And uh, I'm sure the people in New York not happy to see him in his uh, Chicago attire. I didn't know if Saturday Night Live was having a reunion show. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nice thing. You know, you, you get to a point like that. Wow. Bill Murray can pretty much go wherever he wants to go, get into whatever he wants to get into. Yeah. I don't know if he's still drinking, but do you think, how long has it been since he paid for a drink, my friend? Probably probably quite some oh. time. Yeah, quite some time, I would think. This Tom Brady's already arriving at... Uh, at his at the arena, they don't play for four and a half hours. What time he can spend away from Giselle? I bet you. <laughs> <is>. <laughs> um, we are. Uh, we'll let you know if you're just listening to us and not paying attention to the college football. Apparently, um, they are announcing right now what the who the top four are going to be and what the semifinals are going to be. Oklahoma. Well, we'll see. I know Notre Dame is going to be the third team.
8: So. Yes, it's number one is Alabama. Yeah. Number two is Clemson. Clemson. Number three is Notre, Notre Dame, Dame, and number four right now is Oklahoma. Oklahoma.
4: Okay, so it's going to be uh, Clemson against Notre Dame and Alabama-Oklahoma, right? Because that's what it is, one and four and two and three. Yes. Huh. Okay. Those games are coming up, so, and uh, uh, that'll be interesting. Wh- wh- why no
5: Georgia, it- no Ohio State. Why would anybody want to be the number four pick and have to play Alabama first? <laughs> That's one and done. Yeah, nobody would want to do this that. Is what I you know, these teams, if you get in that bracket, you're playing 15 games a year. You know what
4: I was thinking Holy yesterday? Holy cow. While I was watching that game, I was thinking to myself, Alabama doesn't need to win this. Alabama can lose this. And still be in. Still be in, and then Georgia gets in, and then the two of them would be in again. Um, I thought for a while they were watching part of the game that maybe, maybe that was Alabama's thinking that they didn't need to win this game. But uh, Until they that did last drive. Yeah. not going to. No, 35-28, Really good I, game yesterday.
5: Georgia, the way they're playing right now, probably should be in. But two losses. I'm yeah. sorry.
4: Now, now when I'm you got sorry. the other, when you got the other teams that are unbeaten, you can't, yeah. you can't do that. Or one just one loss? Yeah. No, so it ain't going to work. So anyway, um, each and every week, right here on ESPN One Thousand, Carmen and Yurko from noon to two Monday through Fridays. And on Friday, Yurko does his Keys to a Bears Victory. Let's give it a listen as we do each week right here on ESPN 1000. If
8: the
2: Bears are to get to 9 and 3, what are the keys to the game? Carmen, I'm glad you asked. Yes, I know these you are. are the keys to a Bears victory in the Meadowlands against the New York Football Giants. Key number 1. The defense has got to step up and play the game of a lifetime. They need to replicate what the Dallas Cowboys did last night against the New Orleans Saints. Only they get to do it against an offense that's not nearly as capable or as dangerous as the New Orleans Saints. Key number two. Chase Daniels is going to have to protect the football car. No interceptions, no fumbles, no strips. Security of the football, an absolute key. Key number three. Offensive line. O-line. Offensive line's got to provide protection for the quarterback. And they've got to open up some running holes. Something we haven't seen a lot of for Bears running backs this year, Carm. Actual holes that running backs could run through. Key (laughs) matchups. Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. against whichever cornerback he happens to be matched up against. Man They'll up. probably play their sides, right? They're going to play their sides. Yeah, Kyle Fuller will play his side, mm-hmm. and Prince Samaka we will play his side. You know, Prince's got the right, yep. Kyle's got the left. That's yes. usually the way it goes, gentlemen, if you know anything about your Chicago Bears. But don't sleep on the shepherd. Yeah, Don't sleep on the shepherd. The Stone Shepherd, pretty damn good football player he, too. He is good. All right, you're right. He' pretty good football player too, Carm. Yeah. So, if you take away Odell Beckham, yeah. you got to remember, uh, Beckham, the Shepherd is a pretty good player. And those... Oh. the Shepherd are the keys to a Bears victory against New York Football Giants at the Meadowlands in New Jersey. <laughs> there, don't sleep on the wow. Shepherd. Well,
5: you know what that means, don't you? We're going to see if Eddie Jackson is
4: a player, brother. Yeah.
5: Because who do you think's is going to be covering Shepard when the two corners weren't about Odell?
4: Yep. Well, I mean it should be a fun game. They uh, they do have uh, their tight end situation with, like I said, Evan Ingram is out. Uh, they have Rhett Ellison, um, Garrett Dickerson, guys that aren't household names. Um, Fourth and fifth consideration in that progression.
5: Yeah. Our, our pass rush should be there already.
4: One of the guys that they thought that picking up Nate Solder would be a good thing for them at the left tackle position. He's been awful. He's Whoa. been awful for the New York Giants. They picked him up, he is a former Patriot, and uh so maybe you see maybe you see a chance that uh Khalil Mack Whoa. lines up on that side today because Whoa. Nate Solder has been bad. Weak link. Yeah.
5: You, know what, you know what happens to left tackles, they find out they can't play that position, they get moved to left guard.
4: <laughs> sure. Inside so they get some help from both guys. Hello yeah, they get some so help the, on both you know, sides.
5: I'm prophesizing his future.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was very good. I uh, won, won Super Bowls with the uh, New England Patriots, but uh, yeah, not so much anymore. Uh, Pat Shermer for the New York Giants. He's new, he's trying to figure things out. He talks about the Bears' friend, offense.
5: Let me interject here. Yeah. Why Khalil Mack would want, they would want to move him over to go against Soldier. Because if Khalil Mack ain't over there, who's rushing against Soldier? Floyd? Leonard Floyd. Yeah, so you'll
4: see Mac over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, and, and Aaron Just Lynch bad. is back. Right, Aaron Lynch is back, so he'll be able to rush also and give those guys a break here and there. Oh, no. They didn't get much of a break no. the other day. Hey, look, Last week, 62, i got it written down a here somewhere. A professional athlete needs a break, does he? They do, apparently. You saw, even in the college game last night. I'm watching, I'm watching in the college game last night. They're tapping their helmets you in know, for a catch here and there. These pro guys are taking
5: all the money they can get, and with that perception is... I, you know, I am an ever down player. Right. And then they don't play ever down no, they after play two or three the, of them. after they want the ever down money, do they?
4: Last week last week against um, Detroit, Mac played fifty nine out of sixty six snaps. Fifty nine of sixty six. Uh Leonard Flood played sixty two of sixty six. Well that's too much for him. <laughs> they should be alternating him. Well, they will this week now yeah. that Aaron Lynch is back. Lynch came back from the concussion. So, also back is Adam Shaheen. I'm interested to see how they're going to use him. But Pat Shermer trying to figure out what exactly to do against that Bears offense.
3: I think the offense uh, that they run is very familiar. I, I've, I've coached in the West Coast system, you know, where Matt came from with Andy Reid. But he's also got um, his offensive coordinator, he's a guy from the, the Oregon family that um, I worked in that system with Chip, so I see elements of both. You know, they've gotten to more of a zone-read type run game. Their run game will be very similar to what we faced against Philadelphia, very similar in a lot of ways, because Doug and Matt and Andy were all together uh, recently, and so um, you know, recognize the plays they're running, certainly we have to defend them, and they've done a really good job. They've got some talented guys that they get the ball to. I think the real challenge when you when you play against a guy like uh, Trubisky is, if it's not there, I think he's got the most rushing yards of any quarterback. Um, He'll pull it down and run with it. He's got a good set of legs that will either keep a drive alive or they can use him in his own read game. Whether they choose to do it because he's coming back from the shoulder thing, I don't know, but we'll need to prepare for it.
4: See, and uh, obviously they were talking before they knew Mitchell wasn't going to be playing. Well, Listening to Pat
5: Shermer, he don't remind me nothing of his dad. No. you know where he came from? Yeah, his daddy Fritz Shermer was my coordinator for two years of my career. First year in New England, and my last year in Green Bay. He never talked that calmly to you. <laughs> <laughs> Raspy guy <laughs> wrote a book before he ever won anything. On how to coach defense? Yeah, and imagine his son co- going the other way because he got a problem with his daddy, just like I did. Yeah, in this perception, Pat Shermer came from being an offensive guy, not
4: defense. Right,
2: that's interesting. Opposite we think the other of his way. daddy. Yeah. Well that's
4: well, just, my, that's being disgruntled with daddy. Well Kyle Shanahan followed his dad, Mike Shanahan. Well he wasn't disgruntled there. with his right, daddy.
5: Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> I under you know had but, to butt heads on here, every everything, here's, right? Here's a story. You know, Fritz Shermer, my defensive coordinator in New England, my rookie year. Well they cut they cut me. And you know what Fritz told me? Well you might be able to catch on as a backup somewhere, but you ain't never gonna be a starter. <laughs> the last year I go to Green Bay, he's there. In the first practice, you know what he says to me in front of everybody? Well, of course you had 100 sacks, McMichael. You played 100 years. You know what I retorted in front of everybody? That's 99 more years than you thought I'd play, old man.
4: <laughs> did he make a run or anything, or did he, did he
5: realize this? Was... <laughs> no, he just alternated me in there and made sure I didn't make the plays that made him look like a dummy. Sure. Yeah.
4: Uh, what One thing about college, we don't talk much college football here, uh, but they have the uh, the the final four for the playoffs and everything else. Um, there's a team in college that's won 25 straight games. What does Central Florida need to do? I know. <laughs> I mean, they've not lost. I mean, yesterday look, they were losing, and then they all have, they scored 56 points and won.
5: Why does everybody think Notre Dame's undefeated this year this year is something more than UCF? I know. They ain't played nobody either. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I I don't. It, you it's, know they're still, they're they're they got a national championship last year. and They're going to give them another one this year. Yeah, because they're undefeated. So and they don't lose in the bracket.
4: So they finish here undefeated. Twenty five straight
5: wins. All right. So they they give them a national championship game last yeah. year. and They didn't play in the bracket.
4: Yeah, pretty pretty amazing. Uh we come back, it'll be time for our bold predictions. Our bold predictions haven't been bad in the last couple of weeks. We've had some good wow. success. We'll see what happens today. Uh maybe maybe Cody Parkey kicking outdoors in the wind of MetLife. Yeah. Maybe he'll be a big key factor. We'll do our bold predictions coming back. It's Mongo and Fred right here on ESPN 1000.
0: Chicago's NFL Game Day with Fred Huebner and Steve Mongo McMichael on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com Welcome back in. We got our bold predictions coming up in just a second.
4: Jim, uh, one of my guys on uh, Twitter, he said the Bears are going for the undisputed New York State Championship today. Yes. Beat the Jets, beat the Bills, and now uh, the Giants.
5: Well, he's wrong. <laughs> if you beat the Bills, it's the New York Championship. If you beat the other two, it's a New Jersey championship, right, Fred? Well, technically, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Technically, you're right. Well, aren't we supposed to be technical? Yes, we are. In our talking yeah. about in the press? We are. I mean, I mean where? Where?
4: Yeah. Where are you going to find it? We are supposed to be technically correct. Um, so, bold predictions. Um, bold
0: predictions.
2: Let, let's start with
4: Felix. Felix, you've been it, You've been working all day long. Let's get, let's get a bold prediction from you for the Bears and the Giants today. All
8: right guys, my bold prediction for today will be Jordan Howard. We haven't really seen him and I'm expecting and I have an exact number, maybe I'm right, 120 yards, two touchdowns.
4: Oh my god. Bold oh, predictions. I got to write that Bold predictions. Down. 120
5: yards and two touchdowns. I'll take 30 yards and two touchdowns <laughs> on the goal line.
4: <laughs> I'll take that too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my bold prediction is that the Chicago Bears defense is going to um, pretty much do what the Giants did to Jay Cutler and the Bears back in the day. The Bears are going to be sack happy today and register six sacks on the game today. Man.
0: Wow, that's bold.
4: Two, two for Khalil Mack. Six sacks, two for Khalil Mack. Wow, and um, so you know, I that's a bold prediction, I think, because you no, know the boldest prediction is saying Floyd will have one of those. <laughs> that's a bold statement. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't go that far. No, you didn't uh, go that far. Two for Mac. So, um, so we'll see, we'll see. What, what, Steve? What's your bold prediction
0: for the Here's game Here is the
5: boldest prediction anybody could ever make, Fred. Nagy will run the ball more than he passes it today. Oh my God.
4: Huh. Okay. I'm getting out there on the ledge now. He, he might
2: have Wow! That's bold.
4: He may have his uh his coaching right. license taken and away. And you know from what him. that means?
5: The the Bears are going to be playing with the lead the whole game. Our two predictions. Yeah. You know, the sacks right and more running plays it means they're winning the game the whole the way through. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean and he might have his his uh they might steal back his head coaching uh, credentials if he runs the ball more than he throws the ball today. Well, they may say, "Hey, hold it! You, you can't, you can't be a head coach in this in today's NFL."
5: Well, it means he needs to take that visor off and put a cap on, so well, all
4: that knowledge isn't spewing out of the top of his head. Okay, that was my question. I asked this question the other day. If it's raining, he's going to wear a hat because wearing a visor when it rains doesn't make any sense. Well, you you can just. Put some foil or something, and
5: then put the visor on top of it. I guess you could. <laughs> a yeah. little, little I'm trying to imagine yeah. that a little, plastic, <laughs> a little plastic thing, a little yeah. square plastic thing, and then put the visor on.
4: Because we know he is a visor guy. Oh yeah,
5: you know that's his superstition, don't you? But when it's real, you know, like I've been wearing the same freaking exact, clothes every Sunday. Exact, exact that, same. Just winning, same belt buckle and the everything they've been on, brother. You don't change that. I know. I know. So that, that should show everybody. I'm not an 85 Bear that wants them to lose. No, they, you're not.
4: I want them to win. Yes. Winning's always a good thing. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're not like the Miami Dolphins, who every time yeah. a team finally loses a game. put the You know what
5: that means? You're all alone on the top of the mountain. Yeah. No, there's plenty of room for company, baby. There sure is. There sure is.
2: Could you imagine? Let's and see wouldn't here. you want some? Yeah. Well, couldn't you? You would like to say that there's more than one you know, Super Bowl champion Bears guys, team. This, this is what I got to tell them old dolphins. Dying
5: miserable and alone <laughs> ain't the right thing to do. No. Every old millionaire dying in his mansion on the hill miserable and alone. You know, like Howard Hughes hitching a ride looking like a bagman man on yeah. the side of the road. Uh-huh. will tell you that ain't the right thing to do. Right.
4: Okay. Bears and Giants. Don't forget tomorrow night. I'll be with uh, Zach Miller. I'll be out there from six until eight. Well, you like you some tight end, don't you, baby? Well, I get them all. Last year was Daniel Brown. This year was Zach Miller, or um, it was Trey Burton. Yeah, and now Burton. Zach Miller. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we talk a lot of tight ends. The Bears well, have four of them active well, you, today. You no, know, they got to block and go out and catch a pass. Yes, they do. Multidimensional. Yeah. There are four of them active today for the Bears, and uh, it will be Chase Daniel at quarterback. And Mongo, you're uh, no doubt heading to Mongo's right We're now. We're going
5: right? to Mongo's, and maybe. Maybe my bold prediction is how many shots I would do with the fans today. Because, my God. I think he's doing a shot every time the Bears gonna sack. That, that's You know, these last four years of them losing, less shots I'd had to drink. But now, the whole game, you know, they're winning, they score again. Oh, shot time! Oh my god. Head on out to
0: Mondos. Getting
4: older, you know, people. Thanks for listening. We got Vikings and Patriots later on today right here on ESPN one thousand.